So we're not doing any videos tonight? No, no video tonight. Don't worry. Unless something comes up. Yeah. Dude, I'm so, so disappointed in the fucking Tyranid Codex. Oh, you're disappointed in the Codex? Yes. Why's you that? remember how I had that issue before with the Indices? Where yeah. I've got Tyranid Warriors with Scything Talons and Lash Whip and Bone Sword. Dual Bone Swords and Rending Claws and all those fucking options. Yes, yeah. Now it's all just bioweapons. Oh, they kept that? They fucking kept that stupid shit. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I fucking hate it. It's so stupid. Imagine if they did that shit to Space Marines. They would where... never. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you know you know how Space Marines, they got fucking thunder hammers and chainsaws yeah, and lightning yeah. claws and yeah, fucking... Yeah. All this other shit, and then they just change it all to weapon. Yeah, that would be That'd weird. That'd be fucking great. That'd be so fucking... I mean, like, yeah, I'd... Because if they did that, they would have to acknowledge that it's like... I mean, the weapons are... Well, they don't They don't need to acknowledge... They know the weapons, like, are the thing, right? Like, yeah. that's what makes things unique. It makes yeah. it so you can run things in different lists and different types of, like, armies and stuff. And you can have... A, I have three Ravener units that were all designed for specific things. Yeah. I had ones that were with no guns and rending claws, because in ninth edition, you got a plus one to hit if you had no gun on a Ravener. Oh, yeah. Then I have one that's rending claws and scything talons and a death spitter, so yeah. they are, like, the general purpose one. And then I have one that's all scything talons and spine fists. So they are all about getting uh, rid of, like, chaff. Yeah, yeah. So three very specific units of Raveners. Now it's all just the same thing. Yeah. And we kept all our guns. We still have flesh borers and devourers and fucking yeah. death spitters. Well, it seems and we like, even... It seems like most everything that... I don't know why, but, like, you have your close combat weapon, right, for mm -hmm. most everything now, yeah. um, which is fine if it didn't have anything beforehand. Yeah. But, like, yeah, for warriors specifically, and, like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, yeah. I don't get why you would do that, because you already know, like, they're yeah, going to have different I'm, weapons. I'm honestly the surprised point? they didn't do it for Carnifexes, too. Yeah. Because Carnifexes have all their weapons still, thank fucking god. Okay, well that's good. But, but that yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> god. I guess they, they want to just... I don't know why, but they want to phase out warriors' like usefulness or something? I you know? <sighs> well, no, it's it's the Raveners as well. Oh, the Raveners as well. Mmm, that's weird. It's, any, it's like any typical um, unit that can have a lot of different weapons. They also got rid of Tyranid Prime. He's just a regular fucking unit now. Yeah, I think we talked about that a little bit before. Yeah, um, Tyranid Prime is not a commander anymore. He's just a dude in the unit. Yeah, that's it. Which is strange. It's so he's been stupid. around for so long. Yeah, like there's only there's now just the winged Prime. He is an HQ, but there's oh, no really Tyranid just? Prime. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that that unfortunately makes my decision for what I would build then, because what I have you? my combat patrol box right and it has the you can build it either as a winged uh tyranid tyranid prime or mm -hmm. um or a warrior uh yeah something i think yeah but, uh, do a, honestly i don't even know if you should 
Dude, the wing prime is really bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that I would do it for more of the aesthetic, honestly. That's fair. Because it looks cool. Yeah. Um, we still don't even have fucking shrikes, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dragon Kraken. Uh, are we talking 40k update? Guess whose points got raised just because our sister faction is doing well? Oh. Uh, oh, who are who does Dragon Kraken play? I I would assume. Uh, are we talking about Admech? Or yeah, wait, sister know. faction. So six. What's the sister? Are we talking about sisters specifically? Is that no? That can't be right. Yeah, no. I don't know. Yeah. Be more specific, please. Um, hello, bros. Hello, Timothy. How's it going? Hello. Yeah, I'm just. Oh. Yeah, like, I'm I... still gonna use them. I still love my raveners. Oh I, sure. I still. Like, and just some stuff got removed, and I really am just so confused by. Hmm. Oh, like, Chaos I... Knights get hit every time the Imperial Knights do. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. That sucks. At least they fixed up towering, so that's good. Yeah. Well, that's not hard, thankfully, but... Yeah. They um... basically made it so that um, they can see into ruins, but they can't see through them unless they're touching them. Yeah, exactly. Which, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's that's fine. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing okay. Doing all right. Just lamenting 40k changes, you know. Yeah. And no, dude. Oh, so you know what hurts so bad? It hurts so bad I'm not even going to use the official fucking points costs. Hmm. So, uh, Tyrannifexes. Hmm. Tyrannifexes in the Codex are 190 points. Yeah. And they used to have an ability where uh, it was just a standard thing where um, they reduce damage by one. From all attacks, um, to a minimum of one. Mm -hmm. um, then it got changed, and th this is how it is in the codex currently. Mm -hmm. um, they they changed that to I can cancel one attack per round per. Oh, that like, can be really good. Can be, can be, um, and and that was considered a nerf because it's but. one attack that you can cancel out, and you'll still take full damage from everything else. I guess so, but if you cancel uh, out, like, seven damage, then it's better than... <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think you do it before the damage is rolled. No. So you just... Really? I think so. Okay, if that's um, the case, that sucks. Yeah, no, it sucks. Um, as opposed to just a guaranteed minus yeah. one from okay. all stuff. Yeah, I um, um, They changed it to that, and then... Out of fucking nowhere, with mm. no additional changes, he got bumped up 55 points to 245 points after oh. a big nerf. But why? I, no one knows. I feel they like... Also I don't... Know. I feel like they're... It's because they did so well before. You know? I feel like it's because they won. And now they're, like... Ugh, they're changing... It. I really do. Because I feel like... Um, I feel well, I mean, like it's the what is, they do. I don't know why they were they were just kind of okay. They were at like a a healthy. Yeah, that like, doesn't matter. They won. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but don't worry, they nuked Eldar from orbit. Okay, well they needed it. Let's be fair. They fucking changed four core rules. Oh, not core Eldar rules. Core game rules. Oh no. 
Yeah. Wait, what did it's, they do? They did a lot. Uh, they changed Devastating Wounds. They made it so you can't alter the CP cost of a stratagem unless it's a battle tactic stratagem. Yeah. Uh, um, they did a whole bunch of stuff. It's the most recent data slate from, like, a okay. few days ago. I haven't been paying attention, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to look at it because I knew there was going to be Tyranid point changes. Yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. And a fucking, a fucking course, they print the codex, and then before it's even shipped, they change it. <laughs> <laughs> because my codex has Tyrannifexes at 190, which right. is how I'm going to be using them. Yeah. Um, the other one that got absolutely shit on was Harpies. Um, oh, really? There's an issue with Tyranids currently with spore mines um with harpies and biovores you can seed spore mines and you can just shoot and you can put them wherever you want within 48 inches of a biovore or just wherever your harpy flies huh? um the issue is that spore mines count as units for engage on all fronts yeah and they can perform actions so they are the they can? tyranids are the kings of secondaries because yeah. of that yeah yeah so instead instead of making it so spore mines don't count for secondary objectives unless you pay for the unit or they can't perform objectives they just nuke the harpy and the biovore well actually not really even the biovore okay. uh the harpy is 160 points in the codex it's 215 <laughs> now and i'm like dude it's not even worth taking <laughs> That's more expensive than the Hive Crone, Dude, and the Hive Crone's worse! Well, I, I feel like, again, like I said, like with Admech, they nuked them with giving them higher points because they were doing too good. And then they also fucking, uh... Yeah. Uh, changed it's... their tactics so that they don't work as well anymore. And now yeah. they're doing the same thing to Nids. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know I how... Know. You know the whole thing where I was like, oh man, I'm gonna make the CP reroll cost two CP yeah. with the Swarm Lord? Can't do that anymore. Damn. What? Wait, that was good. What the fuck? It was good. It sure fucking was. But it's not a bat. It has to be a battle tactic stratagem specifically. Battle because of what the stratagem. fucking Eldar were doing. Oh, okay. Because they have uh, things that make it so they can do stratagems for free on units. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so so did everyone. But like, they just needed to nerf. Anyway, they hi. just needed to nerf Eldar. But no, they no, nerfed everybody, everybody else. To suffer. Yeah. So, yep. so I I'm not gonna be here forever. But I just wanted to. So I'm playing Armored Core Six right now. Are you? You're using a different mic at the moment. It seems. Oh, uh, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, probably no Admech change till Codex comes out. That's fair. Yeah, probably. Alejo, at least you, that one's you... coming soon. Yeah. It's like the Christmas, I think they mm -hmm. said. Alejo, how do you feel about the reanimation nerf on Necrons? It'll make people upset. Or, no, sorry. It'll make less people upset, which I just, I'm, I'm, I don't want to hear people being upset about reanimation protocols that's about it <laughs> i don't care I don't, it's, I don't even remember what the change was it, it's now you get one unit back uh with one wound remaining if it doesn't have starting strength like instead of uh you roll how many uh wounds you get back. you get a single model all right. back yes all right one. how am i now wow. you're much better hello yeah okay hello so uh i'm playing uh armored core six right now yeah. And uh the 
I'm now that I'm like three quarters of the way through the game, I'm just now starting to get into like customizing my paint, like and nitpicking its colors and <laughs> looking at details and detail placement sure. and dressing up my doll to make it look all pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um and so there is like uh, to design, and I have somewhere I'm going with this, mm -hmm. to design your decals, it gives you, like, five pages of, like, random shapes, uh, images attached for your convenience. Yep. Um, yep. and 128 layers, uh, that allow you to do some kind of bonkers shit. Yeah. Um, sense. now, there is a website called, uh, AC Companion. That allows you to, like, copy the download codes of, like, decals other people have made. And somebody's yeah. already made a Dio, haven't they? Oh, I'm I'm sure they have. There's no way they haven't. But what they did make was... Uh, oh, the purity seal for AdMech. Okay. That's cool. Now that's like, better than I was expecting. Hold yeah, on. that's a lot better than I was expecting, too. That's, like, really good. Yeah, that's good shit. I'll, I'll let you see this one because that's fucking sick. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, uh, hold, if you guys, there you go. I can... Look at that. That's yeah. sick. That's cool. And then, uh, and then also, I specifically chose to keep the copy ID in there so that if any of our listeners play uh, AC6 and they also want the purity seal on their mech, mm. then they can pause the stream when you showed the thing and yeah 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 oh that's super cool yeah nice that is cool yeah also you ought to uh, check Timothy and see if somebody's hide. made a dio the whole uh, kono dio da scene because oh. i know that <laughs> there was a similar thing in fantasy star online too oh yeah um and you could make that as like a shout out where in chat you like throw a picture up there and it was the dio it was this dio <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um, you know actually there's not. Wow, but, that's surprising. But, you know, what there is, is the Monster Hunter Burkidios emblem. Oh, that's cool. nice. But, and it's, like, really good. Not, damn! That actually is, is very, very good. All raging, nice. Yeah, let me. Good shit. Look at that for the people, why not? Look at this. Look at, look at this cool little thing. Uh, yeah. where is it? This cool little thing. Whoa. Whoa. Um. Yeah, man, that's sick. I, uh. What was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, so, um. As was being said before with the reanimation protocols, I. It's. It's fine. Like, I. I don't care too much. I think that it sucks a little bit because, like, before you would you know, be able to get more models and stuff, and that was cool. Like, it, mm -hmm. it's how it's worked, and yeah. I'm used to that, but um, if, it, if people are so upset <laughs> that three warriors come back, oh no. To be fair, they, they already nerfed it so that it doesn't happen after every um, thing of damage, which is good enough, I oh. think. But now Ooh. it's that, so, you know. There is the Killer Queen logo, though. Ooh. 
Hold on. I don't on. even remember what that one looked like. Uh, I had a cool line also, I was going to say. Also, use that just because I found that funny. Sure. But look at that. Oh, nice. That's good shit. The um, Arasaka logo. Oh, nice. And it even says, like, in text, Arasaka. Nice. Cool. Um... Yeah, the cool I was going to say when I came in, but I forgot it. Should have written it down. <laughs> okay, Lex, no worries. Uh, watched this six-hour video about Game of Thrones, and I can confirm Romance of Three Kingdoms is better for me. Cool. Uh, you know what else is really funny to me? Um, right. <laughs> so, we got some really good models out of the the new 10th edition and shit, like Neuralictor, Neurotyrant, Yep. The Norn assimilator and emissary. Yeah, cool I find I looked at their stats and wah, um, good shit, good shit. I wish they were a tiny bit bigger, like actual knight sized, or at least kind of like oh, yeah. slightly smaller knight sized. But they're they're fine. Um, but <laughs> so we lost all those melee weapons and all those options. Uh, also, <laughs> speaking of options, we lost. We can't have adrenaline sacks or toxin sacks anymore. Those don't exist. Yeah. Fuck you, High Fleet Gorgon, where hey, your entire dude, deal was poison. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like um, th <laughs> that was another thing that, like, the specializations of each, like, you know, uh, dynasty or, you know, whatever the faction, oh. sub-faction was, mm -hmm. that's been being phased. That seemed like it was going to be phased out. Um, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, it sucks, but at the same time, like, I get it um, a little bit. I don't. Well, so what I get is wanting to have everything work pretty much the same like in terms of armies um i get that um but then i also go but you had each sub faction basically had their thing that did the same thing as another sub faction like yeah. all of them had that right mm -hmm. um and now it's like okay well so those of us who were making things like to make it mechanically um part of that faction because that's the color scheme you wanted to do or whatever or we made our own uh with the create your own sub faction rules right um and, and you you painted it whatever and you wanted it to be that and it had that a uh, little bit of mechanical uh, uh flavoring that was in there because of that um it just took that entirely away so i'm not yeah. saying like i'm not saying that i'm for it um i'm just saying i understand why they did it but i also am like no you shouldn't have though yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know like, why you did that though. Essentially hey. what we're getting is we're losing the um like the lore friendly factions and stuff and we're getting more detachments. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure how I feel about that because the detachments are good. Yeah. But man, that sucks. Yeah, I don't know. Like so, I can't even I can't do High Fleet Jormungand anymore. It's just not a thing. Right. Yeah, it's just it is Tyranids. Yeah. That's all it's it just is. Nids. So, uh, I am very specifically not including the download links because I will not promote degeneracy. Okay. Um, but, like, just look at the talent here of, like, yeah. these people, like, putting in effort with... Yeah. Good God. Yeah, no, it's incredible because all they're working with is shapes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Someone made the Kojima logo. Nice. These are armored core things, everyone. I'm showing anime girls. Oh my are god! Are those all VTubers? Or are they just anime girls? Those ones I, look I, just I like I anime I girls. I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, oh okay. The one on the bottom right, I had. Oh wait, sorry, ignore that. Uh, 
this. The, uh, the one on the bottom right with, like, the numbering had um, VTuber in the title, so... Oh, so that I... one probably is. Yo! Yeah, that's sick. That looks great. Fucking... <laughs> but, 101 um, things out of 128, basically. Yeah. Wow. That's... The fucking... Man. The thing that gets me... Is so yeah. Uh, we lost all those options. I remember yeah. I uh, I went on tangent because no, of the good. fucking toxin sacks and adrenal sacks and shit. Um, but uh, we did gain something, mm. and it's not a model. Right. Uh, guess what? I'm sure everybody is gonna be fucking excited for this. Uh, Termagant's got some old guns back. Oh yeah. So. Normally, termagants are flesh borers, uh, termagant devourers, or spine fists. Um, we got three new guns, and you can only have one of these guns per ten models. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, so we got the shard launcher, which is a heavy blast. Um, D3 oh. attacks. Okay. Um, no AP. Damage one. Mm -hmm. Same ballistic skill as everything else. Right. Four. Um, it's your grenade <laughs> we got launcher. Yeah, it's a it's a little shitty little grenade. So you monster. get a, a heavy weapon unit in in with this. So it's it's the okay. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'll I'll make my complaint. Oh no, you're second. good. Uh, we got the spike rifle, which I do I do dig the spike rifle. Sure. It's really cool. Um, it is a single shot. It has the longest range, and uh, it is uh ballistic skill four, strength four, AP minus one, damage one. So mm -hmm. it is the only Tyranid gun or a termagant gun that has any AP. Right. Right. And slightly better range. Uh, and then we've got this one. This one's actually pretty good. Um, it's the strangle web gun. Mm -hmm. It's assault, devastating wounds, and torrent. Jesus. Um, and it's D6 shots. Jesus. Um, strength, two. So you really oh, okay. got to bank on those sixes. So it's super trash. Yeah. Um, so in exchange for losing all the shit for warriors and all the shit for carnifexes <laughs> and uh, raveners, we got those. So there's that, I guess. Yo! Oh, nice. Uh, carnifexes can't have uh, enhanced senses or tusks anymore. Right. So they can't, you can't make a really, like, a good gun carnifex anymore. Yeah. No, no, they're only melee now, idiot. They're only melee now, even though they still have the ability to go nothing but guns. No, the no, only no. way to have them be decent with guns is to pair them up with old One-Eye, which, honestly, I'm going to do that anyway. Because sure. I've got a, a unique old One-Eye that's going to be coming. It's an Ultralisk. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, yeah goddamn. So, okay. <laughs> so... Ugh. Now, this is rearing its head of, like, what I was talking about, how everything needs to play the same. Because now, mm -hmm. they're super making everything play the same, where you have your squads yes. of of your troops in Termagants. Uh, like, why would they... they don't why would they only like, have one of those guns? They don't act like that. Yeah, no, they don't. That's not the that's, thing that they do. That's not what they do. <laughs> like, they're, they're making it so that they have like a uh, uh, battle line of some sort right like yeah like you get one heavy weapon termagant it's like uh, oh we've got a grenade launcher termagant we've oh. got a sniper termagant. yeah exactly i'm sorry <laughs> it's, uh, exactly i'm like okay so 
what why why are we making them like any other uh patrol i don't get yeah. that um yeah. this is something i would well uh, i get expect. it from the design but like <sighs> this is something i would expect and actually fully be fine with seeing like tower eldar that'd be fucking cool sure because, you know, i mean got their they, gun squads and now they got yeah, new guns they are yeah but like but Tyranids, no. This is dumb. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Because they're, they're made for specific purposes, usually. And, like, yeah. Termagants are made to be that traff unit to go out and, and just be a nuisance, right? Yeah. Um, and then you have your specialized things that are behind them <laughs> that then yeah, go out yeah. and they would snipe or do the big heavy weapon and all that kind of stuff, right? That is something that warriors would do because yeah. they can have the Stranglethorn cannon or the That's Venom right. cannon. Yes. So instead of having it on the warriors who could actually maybe survive a hit or two. <laughs> yeah, you put them on the fucking shit-ass You put them on now, the chaff. Now, okay. Which, uh, lore, it doesn't make any sense. That's what I mean. Mechanically, it does because if you yes. throw out a unit of 20 termagants, you know, you're presumably not going to do 20 wounds in a single yeah. salvo. So you might be able to shoot back with some of these special weapons, but they're sure. barely any stronger than anything else. Sure. The only thing they gain is just some additional shit. Yeah. Devourers aren't even assault anymore. What the fuck? <laughs> I guess that's what they get for having two shots. That's, that's, it's just, again, I usually at least before the lore blending with how the game worked, like, worked better i felt um and now it's like well okay oh you want to know something else this is funny Eh. uh and also so you know the uh shard launcher we already have barb gaunts for that now moving on right um yeah oh yeah true so yeah barb gaunts right there they got the barb launcher which is totally different than the shard launcher (laughs) i'm i'm serious whatever (laughs) um and that's significantly better. It's actually like the same damage, but they've got more range and more attacks. Yeah. Yo! <laughs> that's of funny. Some, of course somebody did. Uh, so the Hive Guard. This yeah. is what they did to Hive Guard. This is what, well, technically they did everybody, but dear God. Okay, so in the Codex, Hive Guard. Defensive stance. Each time you target this unit with the fire overwatch stratagem, while resolving that stratagem, hits are scored on an unmodified roll of 5-up or an unmodified roll of 4-up instead if this unit is within range of an objective marker that you control. Right. So normally they hit overwatches on 5s. When they're yep. on an objective, they hit on 4s. Um, and that was really, really good with yep. the Impaler Cannon. Right. They made it so you can't fire Overwatch at all with indirect fire guns. I mean, to be fair. No, no, I'm not saying, yeah, that's, that's fine. Good. Yeah. But that's kind of their entire purpose now. Well, so to be. Was to park their, their yeah. fat asses on a thing. They have shit objective control, by the way. They got one. I, I, one the, objective control. I would imagine, yeah. Um, and it that also. doesn't make well, any sense, though. Well, I guess it's just because people will just park them. Right, that's to make it so that it's not always safe to just park them. Um, oh, sure, but I mean, they get the bonus for being on. Yes, the, that's um, that's the, the other thing. That's the thing. Because I would imagine... now you're actually incentivized to put them on an objective and do that. Yeah, why not give or them like were... a pistol at least? You know, like that would yeah. be fine. Just give them what a they... little tiny pistol and then go boo. 
What they should have done was they should have given the Impaler Cannon a minimum range. That's what they should have done. Mm. So that way, it's like, oh man, these Hive Guard are giving me some problems. I need to like get in there quickly. Yeah, but that doesn't take the, away from the them not being able to do Overwatch at all. Well, I mean, no, no. What I'm saying is, if they didn't remove the ability to do Overwatch, oh, um, that way they okay. have like the whole and because the Impaler Cannon's way weaker now. It used to be like the AP two, uh, damage D three. Now right. it's AP minus one and damage four. Right. It's only strength five, so it's it got nerfed into the dirt. You're okay. good. Okay. Even so, and so, right. Hive Guard at the moment, Hive Guard, Tyrannifexes, and Harpies are the shittest units in the whole army. Huh. Like flat out. Weird. Yeah, it's because of how oppressive they were before. You know yeah, that. Yeah, well, the, that's the thing, right? They see they overcompensate a lot of the time, GW. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's weird. I don't yeah. know. Um, so, well, the Impaler Cannon does have heavy, so they would be at a plus one when they're just standing there. So right. there is that. Yeah. So that makes it worse. And I mean, essentially what they did was they basically made the Shock Cannon the new Impaler Cannon. Mm -hmm. Because it's, you only get two shots, 24 range, ballistic skill three at base. So if you're standing still, oh wait, no, it's not heavy. Never mind. Uh, right. Three base, strength seven, AP minus one. Damage three, anti vehicle two. Hmm. So okay. rolling a two on the wound is three mortals. Just boop. Jeez. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh. My rippers are okay. My rippers are okay now. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Reanimation is not a battle strat, so you don't get free ones. No, it's an army rule. So. Yeah. You get the, the free one when it's uh, command phase. That's it. If I remember correctly, you can still use it pretty effectively if you have either a Canoptic Reanimator or a regular Lord. With uh, with the, the... Reanimation, or Resurrection yeah. Orb. Um, mm -hmm. Potentially, I don't remember, but... That, yeah, that's that what I was sense. hearing. That so... makes sense. Um, yeah. do, 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 uh, this correct opinion for the uh, romance, that's fair. Uh, I want you to refresh my memory of Game of Thrones because I saw it a long time ago. Fair enough. Uh, CP is a battle tech strat. CP retool, that is. CP retool? CP retool? Or CP reroll? Uh, no, tool specifically, I would assume. I assume oh. there's the retooling of CP. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Um... What I'm hearing is that people are upset that something in 40k was too OP. Oh, that's all the time. Oh yeah, no, that's that's all the time. That's with yeah. every army. Wow. Every army mm. has something OP. <laughs> mm. Something more. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, honestly. Girls, yeah. Well, I mean, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that the Norn Assimilator and the Norn Emissary are pretty OP, but you do have to pay the price. Let's see how much are they are. Yeah, much they are. Uh, uh, they are Norn. To be fair, though, I never got into Magic the Gathering because a friend of mine always ah. abused the Slither deck. Fair enough. Uh, assimilator is 305 points, and the Ooh. emissary is 285. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, that's, that's completely fine. Oh, autocorrect hit me, it was CP reroll as Battletech strat. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, VTubers OP, trust me. True. Yep. Um, on the side of anime, I'm watching Lupin, Lupin, sorry, Lupin the Third, uh, part four, it's great. I hear good things about Lupin. Yeah. 
Uh, that's another one that's been going on for an extremely Forever, long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when is the Table Talk anime coming? Great question. <laughs> Uh, the, the one or two special guns thing is an admech thing, so trying to make nids into admech now. Well, it's also a, a guardsman thing. They have, you know, one can carry a heavy weapon and all that. You, the same yeah, thing I with, um... Space uh, Marines, right? Some Space Marines. Like, to be fair, though, they've changed how Space Marines work, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I seem to remember that Space Marines always had a thing where it's like, oh, man, one person in this squad of whatever can bring, like, a heavy bolter or a heavy right, flamer, you know, something right. like that. Yeah, something. The problem um, is, Space Marines are so solid on their own, it almost seems like, it almost feels like they don't really need it in the random units, and they just have, like, a dedicated unit that is Well, the that's the thing, um, I have, I have a couple of, I have a combat patrol box for, for Marines, right, because, uh, I felt like getting it, because they're cool. And, yeah. um, oh my God, the, right. what the fuck what are the they? Fuck? What the fuck? That's so bad! <laughs> this so the infiltrator squad is the one that's like you know it's just it's regular bolters and they go forward yeah. uh and all that your eliminator squad is your set of like three snipers uh -huh. um your suppressor squad is like they have fucking what like uh they're like heavy bolters? fucking heavy yeah somethings that uh and they have a bunch of movement because of their jump packs and stuff. Like, they're specialized, right? Um, yeah. And then you have your... Uh, now your assault intercessors, or whatever the fuck they are, for your regular, you know, squad of guys. And they only yeah. have, like, bolters and a chainsword. Like, that's that's it. The so, chain... Like, <laughs> and they have to share the chainsword. <laughs> <laughs> I actually... Um, one of my... The, the sergeant for that intercessor squad... I've shown it off. I've taken pictures of it. Um, I ha I ha accident or I didn't accidentally, but I made him with two chain swords because uh, one is on his hip because the oh. I hate the model <laughs> I hate the model when it has no helmet on a lot of the time. Oh, uh huh. Fair. Because I'm like, dude, just put your fucking helmet on, all right? Like it's yeah. a war field, a battlefield. Like what the fuck are we doing? Um, like I get that you're almost as effective, but dude, if you get shot in the head, it's still getting shot in the head without that. Yeah, armor you don't there. have a second brain. There's yeah, not a space <laughs> yeah. One. Come on, space marine, grow a second brain. Uh, yeah. I know you got multiple hearts, <laughs> but come on. <laughs> exactly. Um, so because of that, um, instead of the helmet being on his hip, which I could have just put him having two helmets like a weirdo, but Yo. instead of that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> instead of that, I put a, a, his chainsword on his hip. So it's like, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, you know what you need to do. Uh, um, you have orcs, correct? I do. Like you actually Yeah. Do isn't there an orc model that comes with a grot who is like holding something up above his head? Uh probably. Because you should totally have like a space marine captain or yeah. like a, a chaplain or whatever with a grot that's just like holding an opened like Codex Astartes above his head. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of like a cherub from uh, one of the, yeah, uh, the Sororitas. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so here's the other thing. The Tyranid warriors with bioweapons and Tyranid warriors with brain ranged weapons. Right. So, um, so both of them have Tyranid warrior claws and talons. Both of them have that. Um, on the ranged one, they can have the guns, and that involves uh, includes death spitters, devourers, spine fists, barb stranglers, and venom cannons. Right. Um, death spitters are really what you want to go for because they've got a decent amount of shots with some AP and the best range. 
uh, and then the Venom Cannon and Bard Strangler are both blast, but they're for different shit. Right. Uh, Venom Cannon being for heavier shit. Venom Cannon, or uh, Barb Strangler being for chaff. Mm -hmm. um, so the ones with melee weapons cannot have any guns, obviously. Right. So here is the difference between the two. Um, the Tyranid Warriors with ranged bioweapons can have the guns. Right. And they get the weapon, which is uh, attacks 5, weapon skill 3, strength 5, AP 1, damage 1. The ones that are dedicated melee with no guns yeah. get the same weapon with attacks six. Yep. Weapon strength three, strength five, AP minus two, damage one. Wait, they they're only strength three? Yes, they're only weapon strength three. Wait, really? Yep. So basically, and this is the this is the kicker. The one, the warriors with melee bioweapons yeah. are ninety five points for three. Yeah. The one with ranged is seventy. <laughs> Six what? of the melees is one hundred ninety. Six of the warriors with ranged is one hundred forty. Fifty points less, think, and you get a gun. You would think it'd be the opposite, because yeah, it's better. Like that's so weird. Okay. The own you get two benefits yes, for having attack. just melee weapons. Yeah. You get. A single additional attack Which per can model. Be very good, but with strength three weapons, it's not. Yeah. Um. Mine's... Oh no. Uh, strength five. They're both strength oh, five. Oh. Okay. Weapons. Okay. That's it's weapon strength. So like you know gotcha. you hit on threes. Yes. Okay. Sorry. 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 No, you're good. So um, you get an additional attack and one more AP. Not even yeah. any more damage. No or... damage up. Yeah. Or no higher weapon skill. You would think it would be like weapon skill two. If you have, if you're dedicating mm. to pure melee, two is two is usually reserved for like uh, characters and and better things like that. Yeah. So it's true. So three uh, now, makes sense to me at least. The other, or at least make it so that like the ones with the ranged make them a four or something. These need to be better in some yeah, way. Yeah, if they're gonna cost more, they should be better. Um, now, technically, you get one more attack, but that's not enough for it, I don't think. Yeah. Now, both of these guys have, like, a little uh, ability to them. Mm. So, the ones with melee weapons are, um, at the start of the fight phase, I can select one of the following. Um, I can re-roll ones, which is very good. Yeah. Uh, or, until the end of the phase, each time a saving throw, I can re-roll a saving throw of one. So, right. I can either re-roll wounds of one, or hits of one, or re-roll uh, saving throw Failed of saves. one. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, that is a little bit better than it sounds because their um, melee weapons with the melee warriors specifically are all twin-linked. So that's yeah, how... Yeah. So you get to re-roll ones and you get to re-roll all wounds. Yes. So, eh. But that's would you like good. to know the, the ranged warrior? Mm. This unit is eligible to shoot... And charge when it falls back. Oh, that's like really good. It's incredible. What the fuck? Wait, what? What's their attacks? Like, what do they? They wait. No, they have attacks. They just have. They just also have a gun. Oh, okay. So they, they lose, just are better. What the fuck? They lose out on a single AP on their melee weapon and a single attack. That's it. Okay. Yeah, no, that's just straight up better, and yet they cost less. That's stupid. Yeah. 
the melee bio war the melee warriors are trash or actual trash yeah okay. they are actual trash without unless without, you are different weapon. unless you're making an army like specifically no shooting right which is With, stupid without weapon profiles like that yeah. makes it so that they are just trash that's great yeah that's really cool yeah because the thing is <laughs> i made them Those when i was cool <laughs> yes I made them when I was still very new to Warhammer. And right. we, like when we were still new to Warhammer, yeah, I didn't yeah. understand how attacks worked. So I made my Tyranid Prime with double bone swords. Right, right. And uh, uh, quad bone swords, I should say. And my other warriors that I have are talons and uh, uh, claws and lash whip bone sword. All three of them. Right. So I have nothing but melee warriors. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just gonna say that they have guns. Um, I mean, yeah, that's fine. Like, why wouldn't you, you know? Yeah, but the thing is, back then, if you had oh, dual bone swords, you got two extra attacks. And yeah, they exactly. did two damage. Yeah. They were actually and useful. And the rending claws, if you rolled a six, <coughs> you auto-wounded. And with yep. the lash whip and bone sword, you fight on death. Yep. But now you have literally nothing. You have no weapon abilities on them. Yep. It's the same thing with Raveners. That was it was the exact same mm -hmm. shit with Raveners. Yep. The only thing we kept with Raveners was the different gun profiles. Right. Oh wait, no, we didn't. I forgot about that. We lost all the Ravener weapons, like the oh. guns. Okay. They used to have thoracic spine fists. Mm. Um thorac it's all thoracic. Uh, right. They had spine fists, devourers, and death spitters. Okay. And so now like we just have bounce. thoracic bioweapon. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Raveners were my favorite unit, and they're garbage now. Not yep. garbage, but they are so much worse. Yep. I'm so mad. <laughs> uh, God. Let's see. Oh, it it had to have been super easy to do, but it looked super clean. Uh, someone made the Wayland Utani logo. Nice. Nice. Oh, fuck Good yeah. Shit. Uh. Oh, towering units also can't Overwatch now. Yes, you can't. No, not towering. Titanic. Specifically Titanic. Ah. Which is most things, but yeah. And honestly, I'm okay with that. Well, Titanic was was more the, um, the knights, really. Because, like... Titanic was usually Stomp. the biggest thing that you ever could get. Yeah, they were huge. Like, so Bio Titans, Stompas, yeah. Big Knights. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it's not specifically towering. I, I think, um, yeah. And honestly, um, I'm kind of okay with that because... They could already wipe you off the board if... Yeah, they yeah. don't really need the ability to shoot more. Yeah. Um, because it was like... I saw a... Um, a 40k in 40 minutes where they had orcs versus something. I don't remember what it was. I think it might have been Space Marines because it's always fucking Space Marines. Um, and um, it was James Initiative Jones, I mm -hmm. think it was. You yeah, know, the guy usually, who always screams wah. Yeah, he's usually um, the orc guy. Yeah, he brought his Stompa and he was able to overwatch with it and dear God, units yeah. fucking melted, my guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because... It's not like a unit of Tau with a flamethrower. No. It's every gun yes. on a Stompa. Exactly. And you're hitting you're gonna a You're going to fucking die. And they have like 40 shots apiece, and so you're going to hit a six at least. Yeah. Um, uh, 
I don't know what anyone is saying. I'm just happy to be here. That's fair. Don't worry. We're <laughs> yeah, almost sorry. done with talking about no, this. We're, yeah, we're in the um, fourth level of nerddom right now. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, or was it Titanic units? One of the two. There you go. Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, happy to be here too. Fair enough. Uh, VTuber Iron Mouse has great lore. Haven't looked into Iron Mouse's lore. I know of Iron Mouse though. Yeah. I'm um, I made it this time for the story time of Warhamster thirty three and a half. <laughs> hey, no. Mug. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm just because uh, I have my Tyranid Codex now, and I'm just. <sighs> there were a bunch of things that should have been changed from the indexes, and yeah. they are still here in the Codex. Yeah. Uh, there are many reasons why Mortal Kombat Annihilation is a terrible movie, but Shao Kahn taking his mask off was one of them. Oh yeah, there you go. Hey. Oh, that's good. That's the good thing shit. that's like everywhere. That's the yeah, royalty-free kind of... uh one that you can get anywhere. Yeah, that's the kind of inaccurate Cthulhu logo. Yep. I had it on a glass, and then that glass broke. And I was Good. very sad. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> it's a cool design. <laughs> if you, well, see, the thing is, if I, want, if I were to do that, I would want the Elder sign. Because sure. I don't want to be drinking Elder a fucking water that the elder gods are able to be like. Hmm, no, that's okay with water. me. I'm okay with going inside. It's cool. Oh, okay. I'm good with bringing them about it. Uh, I have it on my wrist, so that way, if I die, yeah. my wrist will be left. There you <laughs> and go. then you'll know that, that one like, stretch, oh, <laughs> that one's patch will be there and be like, oh, yep. It's like, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> well, they're real. <laughs> Shao Kahn with no mask. What the fuck? I haven't watched Annihilation. I've watched Mortal Kombat, and Mortal Kombat's a classic bad. Man, yes, it's that is a hilarious. good bad movie. It's um, fucking hilarious. Annihilation is not a good bad video. Yeah, movie. that's the thing I hear. Um. I don't know whether they were just super proud to have Brian Thompson in their movie or Brian Thompson just had to get his face on screen, but either way, Brian Thompson isn't Shao Kahn. I don't know who Brian Thompson is. Give me a moment. Well, apparently he's not Shao Kahn. To be fair, you gotta be a fucking monster to be Shao Kahn. Yeah. Uh, so... You don't have, like, Ooh. a, a Gotta be, like, fucking Lou Ferrigno in a lot of makeup. Yeah, I was gonna say, a wrestler or something. Yeah. Oh, Brian Thompson? Oh, this guy? Uh, I mean, when he was younger, maybe, but he doesn't... I don't know. Yeah. Annihilation came out in 98, I want to say, something okay. around that time. Even then, I guess he's not as built in the face as I think he should be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> isn't the point of Warhammer, uh, is cool to have minis... Uh, it's to have cool minis that are not painted only 99-cent Walmart primer? Yes. Obviously. Yes. yes. <laughs> um... I haven't kept up with Mortal Kombat at all. Kind of surprised it's still made. We're on Mortal Kombat 1. We've looped around. We've done the thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, fuck and, me. Like, the, the new ones are fucking good, I mean, too. they're good, but, like, fuck me, Mortal Kombat 1. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> John Combat. <laughs> Mortal John. Uh... I did not even know Shao Kahn was played by Brian Thompson. Yeah. It's still pretty John popular, Finishing. though. It keeps getting rebooted. <laughs> Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, what we need is another live action of Street Fighter. It needs to be just as campy as the first. That'd be hilarious. Street Fighter oh, 1 yeah, sucks, dude. but man, it has, uh, uh, what was it? it oh, electromagnetism. It runs trains from, uh, yeah. uh somewhere to Osaka. Oh, That's man. right. From Tokyo to Osaka or something like that. Yeah. God damn so it. funny. Oh. Uh, yeah. The one that I always so remember funny. is the the cartoon one where uh, he's talking yeah. to Chun Li and he's like, yeah. "I killed my dad too." You don't hear me complaining about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That. Goddamn. Yeah. 
so good. There's not enough legitimately campy shit out anymore. It just doesn't happen. It's because, I mean, you know. Audiences want dark shit. And that's it, according well, to Disney it, it, and that's the, charts. Well, and also, um, I don't know. Some the things that are being that that are being made that are trying to be campy aren't going to be campy because they're trying, right? Yeah, you got to have that passion and then just have it suck. Unfortunately, at the end, but yeah. it's fun, you know. Yeah, um, and people don't know how to make fun suck. They only know how to make pain. They suck. just need to, like I said, they need to be passionate, right? They need it. Yeah. They need to believe in their project finish the project and then afterwards when you watch it you go oh no yeah <laughs> it's the best part i love i love those movies well okay you know what the ones who get that are like indie filmmakers like who we were talking yeah. about before neil breen neil breen he gets exactly. that yeah well so and he doesn't get it he thinks that he's making high art let's be fair he is yeah, completely true. ingrained in 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 his mind that he is a like legitimate Hollywood level filmmaker, and I don't ever want him to change because he's he does that shit earnestly. It's yeah, amazing. It's that, yeah, that's the thing. So yeah. he thinks he's the doing earnest. it. He he has the passion. It's yes. misguided, but it's there. Yes, exactly. And I I I love it. I need it. That's yeah. Please give me more of it. You know. Yes. Um. Well, I never played Warhammer. I didn't like the Silvers, aka Tyranid and Sisters of Battle. The Silvers? Oh, you don't like the Sisters of Battle? Yo, they're cool, though. Yeah, Sisters of Battle are sick. Um, I've been watching the Poor Hammer podcast, and that's been good shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've not... I did that while I was painting. Nice. Uh, you just keep the mask on to be Shao Kahn. That's true. Uh, yeah. But remember, Hollywood is about showing off your face. That's why uh everybody in everything now takes off their helmet and keeps it off like most of the just time like even john in... master chief yes just like john master chief oh god john chief john uh and they keep it off even in uh life or death situations because we need to see the actor's face we paid for the actor we need to see their face yeah it's just like space marines and the and the <laughs> <laughs> and the and the only reason why uh, Mando and Mandalorian doesn't take his helmet off is because of his stupid fucking code, and also because uh, Pedro Pascal doesn't even like go to set anymore. Like he's not there in the suit. Because <clears throat> let's be fair, he kind of realized that that shit was not like doing anything for him, and then he did The man. Last of Us, and he's like, man, this is like this acting. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> this is like I an like acting this. gig. That's I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm doing my job. This is fucking weird. Yeah. And like basically they just get him to say his lines for Mando and he just goes, "All right, I'm going to I'm going to go now." Pedro it's great. Pascal it's funny. Is the guy Pedro Pascal was the guy from the movie uh from uh, Burden of Impossible Talent, right? Burden of Impossible Talent. I don't know that. Or, Let me look it up. Uh basically it's a movie where a guy act uh a guy invites nick cage to a party and oh. nick cage is playing nick cage oh really and it's it's that meme hang on the unbearable uh, weight of massive talent that's it yes okay. yes he's in that apparently okay yeah no he's in the car meme uh let me see here uh impossible talent was it massive talent massive yeah Plays it's really funny there it is <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's two guys looking at a, at each other in a car. Yeah. 
That's so... It's such a good meme. Hang on, let me see if I can find one for you. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Pedro Pastel Pascal is, like, a good actor. He's, like, oh, okay. really good in, like, a lot of things. It's just, you know... Yeah, there it is. He kind of realized, again, Mando. <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't have to no, try, no. and they don't really care if he does or not, he just has to say, this is the way, and then keep going. Uh... You know, he can just coast on that, and it's fine. It's like a hundred million dollars, uh, <laughs> and then he gets to go make other things. Oh, yeah. oh, I I gotta skip ahead of this. Draco Kraken says, "Can we give props to the guy who played Judge Dredd in Dread for keeping his helmet on the whole time?" Yes, Carl Urban didn't take his helmet sure off. That was Carl Urban. That was Carl Urban, dude. How do you yes. know? You never saw his face. That's you right. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Carl Urban played Dread in the movie Dread. 2012 i have that movie it is one of my favorite action movies because it just ah oh, it like it is so good with every aspect that it does honestly that's good i had heard kind of mixed things about it but no, maybe I, I was hearing maybe it was either dread oh right no 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 it was robocop that i was thinking of. never mind oh the, the, new the newer robocop. one gotcha there's like one good scene in the new robocop sure like I, everything I else is just meh I don't know, um, but uh, Dread, oh man, I, I need to get it on 4K because I want to see it in its pristine 4K quality, um, and like, <laughs> it, it's just, oh, it's so fucking good. So if you if you play the video there and you just mute it because there's just yeah, yeah. dialogue from uh, Lessons of Meme Culture, you can see the meme. Sure. Uh, it's literally just Nick Cage turning his head, looking serious, and Pedro Pascal just smiling like an idiot. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so you have a subtitle under Nick Cage where it's like, something serious. And then, you know, Pedro Pascal, me not caring, or something like that. Okay, I see this. Yeah, okay. It's a, oh, it's I a like very that. solid meme. Oh, I like that, yeah. Yeah, no, it's Looking at each other and all that shit. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, some other stuff. Uh. Oh, uh, uh, though he is pretty tall too. Oh, Shao Kahn? Yeah. He needs to be built and he needs to be, like, he needs to be a giant of a man. It's just how it is. Uh, and start talking about Mortal Kombat and Steam wants me to buy Mortal Kombat 1 now. Oh, it always does. It's yeah, on my God, front page so and shit. fucking weird. I don't know. Uh, like, I didn't I know it was a thing. How it happens. <laughs> uh, you didn't know that that was a thing? I Until I looked at Steam one day, I looked at the store and saw that it existed. I was like, oh, that's Mortal Kombat 1. When did that oh. come out? Oh, I thought you meant the whole, you're talking about something, you're not even searching Oh, that's for just it. coincidental. That's yeah. just a thing. Oh, yeah. well, eh, I don't know A lot that. of the time it is. Um, John Cage. Yes. Instead of Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Just as bad as Big Bro Google. Wow. Uh, e Honda rules. True. Uh, I. Oh, or I did like those Warhammer units. Mistyped. Ah. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. You're good. Okay. You're good. And also, I meant Silvers. PC is updating, so using my cell with fat fingers. You're good. Then you make a Garibay director for Ultimate Camp. Oh God. I don't know. <laughs> I think it would get. I, it would get way too. <laughs> I just saw the cup noodles. Yo. Yeah, right? That's awesome. Oh, shit. Nice. I didn't see that. Hey. I was watching the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Uh, hold on, everybody. You can put a cup noodles on your armored core. God fucking damn it. Look at that. That That's one great. was really good. Um, 
Let's see. Uh... Lux, the world isn't ready for that. I don't even think we are. No, it would be way worse than you'd ever hope for Garibay to be the director. Oh boy, oh. the scary shit Garibay would be in pure nightmares. Yeah, exactly. It would. It would yeah, get, there it is. <laughs> it'd get real bad. Um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, dread. Dread is something that everybody should at least watch at one point, just because again, it's. It's a really good, like, the classic character being given his due. Yeah, I saw that one. The classic character <laughs> being given his due, as well as introducing a new character that has, like, a story that you can now follow along. Like, it is it is class in the way that it does it, where it actually respects, like, the IP, as well as, like, introducing new things to then spin off from that IP. It's, like, not what's done anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a shame because nothing's going to come from it. No, nothing's going to come from it. That's the... But you know what? As a self-contained story, it works and it ends and it's good. Right? That's good. Like, like yeah, you get those hints of, like, oh, yeah, this... The, the, the second... The, the, um, the, the girl who, who's, uh, become, like, going to become a judge... Like that's mm. the the side character who's with Dread the whole time, basically. Um, mm. She's you know gonna become a judge. Uh, she's taking this exam, basically. This is the premise. She's taking the her judge exam with Dread, so they go to a thing, and then stuff happens, and you know all the all the shit goes down. Um, and you know it it works out, and like you have her at the end, and it's like oh yeah okay, you know like we could go somewhere here, but. It also has, like, this whole thing is taken care of, and you can feel like this was a day-to-day -day thing, and it'll just happen the next day, and you know that. But, like, it's done. So, like, it, it's really, it, at least, it really works with, um, with giving you that finality for that, at least, but opening it up to the possibilities. And at this point, I don't want them to make another one. I don't need it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> It's fine. Just not now. Don't make it now, please. Unless it's somebody who actually gives a shit and cares. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it. I didn't like even Mario. like Dread was cool and he's not even like a character that I that I really followed a lot. I knew mm. of him, right? Um yeah. I, I knew of the Stallone movie. <laughs> yeah. Um and I knew of like you the video the game law. that yeah. <laughs> and I knew of the video game that was like weird, but mm -hmm. um uh, other than that, I was like, oh, well, I just, I'll go see this, because I know of the character, at least, and it looks neat, so, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is just, like, a good movie. Fuck! Nice. <laughs> That's great! Uh, you know. Dude, that Mario Kart one fucking slays me. It's, it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, what a shitter. <laughs> actually, yeah, now that I think about it, it'd probably be, like, Battlefield Earth, judging by the book I know Garibay wrote. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dread also has the whole super confined space thing where it's just literally set in one apartment building. Yes. Damn, it's, really? Yeah, it's a huge apartment building thing, but Ooh. it's all in the one apartment building. Like, that's it. That's, that's it is, super cool. It is. They do shit real well with that movie. I highly recommend it, dude. That's always an impressive choice. Yeah. When, um, you know, I, when it, they choose to set an entire movie in a very a single location. location. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have either of you seen The Raid? The Raid? No. Yes, The Raid. I've never heard of it. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Uh, another action movie. Um, this one was, uh, I don't want to get this wrong, but I want to say it was Korean. Um. That was wrong. It Good might job. be wrong. It might be wrong. 
Uh, no, Indonesian. Sorry. Ah. Still uh, wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but the raid is uh, well touted for uh, its action and like mm. being shot very well, and it also takes place in one building. Um, another, and oh. I watched it, and it was really, really good. Um, super, super fun. Uh, and and like very well shot action, like said, like it was said, and it it works really well. I would highly recommend that one as well. It, it has a lot of martial arts as well as gunplay. Um, nice. That's done in it. Yeah, it's super fun. Um, arcology was it? Arcology. arcology. I, I assume that's no. Uh oh, the fusion of architecture with ecology, a comprehensive urban perspective. I don't think that's the one. I. It's the, like, city within a building. I think that's Yeah, that's an arcology. About. Is it an arcology? Okay. Yeah, that's an arcology. I've been trying to find that word forever. Okay. Yeah. It's a portmanteau of architecture and arcology. That makes sense. Yes. Um, okay, arcology. I've been trying to... Yeah, I was trying to look that up for something else, like, a long time ago, and I got really frustrated because I couldn't remember what the word was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there um, there was a Shadowrun adventure that took yeah, place Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why I kept trying to remember it because oh. you had talked about it. Oh, um, what was it? I don't remember. The Renraku Arcology, that's it. Ah. Um, I think I was looking for something else as well that was in reference to that. But um, mm. anyway. Haven't seen the raid, but wasn't that the same directors? Or maybe they were just inspired for Dread? I don't think so. No. Um, they probably were just inspired. But that's the thing. Um, with those kinds of... Like, I know uh, Old Boy isn't necessarily in one location but like with the way that it's shot and like it's one fight scene if you if anybody everybody knows old boy's one fight scene of the hallway fight oh god i don't you I've don't never seen the movie wait really i i, I yeah. me neither oh boys oh another high recommendation korean film okay. actually um this one i know for a fact um oh. old boy uh great film um has a fantastic even if you don't watch it just watch the you would find it old boy sorry don't don't look for the old boy i think 2010 or 2012 because they tried to do a american version of it and it uh, sucks it's really bad uh, but um the original korean version has uh, a fight scene where it's all done in a hallway um and it's shot really really interestingly and um so you can see everything from a side view um, Ooh, okay. And because you see oh, the establishing uh -huh. shot of the hallway, it's cramped. The guys can maybe stand two apiece, three apiece, right? Like, Damn. and like, there's like 50 guys that the guy has to fight, and he goes oh, through shit. it, and it's really, really good. Like, nice. Oh, Korean cinema is very good a lot of the time that I've seen. Um, like Parasite. Yeah. I wasn't aware that uh, Kim Jong Un allowed uh, cinema. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he wouldn't allow it if it was North Korean. You're right. <laughs> But South Korean. Well, Sorry, let no, me be. Let me might, be. But he would be the main character. That's right. Um, and, and it would be propagandizing. Would be yeah. Um, but no. Yeah, uh, it, it would have to be. Uh, oh fuck! Who is that? Um. Oh, on, the one that he really mind. likes. Uh, maybe he was like uh, a karate dude, like nineteen eighties oh. action movie. Um. He, oh, Steven Seagal. Oh, okay. It had to be a Steven Seagal-esque film about Kim Jong-un. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought um, there was something where Kim Jong-un... 
King Kim Jong Un really likes King Jong Un, yes. Yeah, yeah. King, Dennis Rodman. King John Un, yes. Yeah, King King Kim Kimmy. Uh, anyway, so Kim he G. really, for some reason, he really liked Dennis Rodman. Like he, that was his. It was his favorite actor oh. of all time. Uh huh. And he had him over to North Korea, I think, at one point. And then he executed him. I no, assume. he's still alive. He just really likes oh him. God. It's just a little weird fact that that is weird. like a thing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Anyway, that's fucking weird. I don't know. Um, I want more Ghost Rider stuff. That'd be fun if it was Nick Cage. Still, that'd be super yeah, hilarious. It would have to be Nick Cage. It'd be super funny. Uh, Old Boy is great. Just don't watch the Spike Lee one. That's the one I would say. Yeah, Spike Lee remade it for America with Josh Brolin as the guy, and it, it is nothing. It is just. It's horrible in an adaptation sense as well as horrible as in just a general uh, story. Like, it's oh. just bad. Yeah. Because um, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, make, a, make a Space Hulk movie? Do you mean Hulk oh, from space? Dude. Or do you mean Space Hulk as in the 40k thing? Because I doubt you mean yeah. the 40k thing, Lux. Dude, that would be sick, actually. Be cool. Could you imagine going, like, the movie starts, and it's just that scene from Astartes with the fucking pod drilling yeah. into the space. Well, that's where mm, the movie starts. Yeah. And they're like, you know, it's, dude, the amount of brothers mm -hmm. uttered in that movie might surpass the amount of boys uttered <laughs> in fucking uh, God of War. Probably. Doubt of be boy, about you it. mean. Doubt of boy. <laughs> mm. Um... Does he ever they... say father in that? I don't know. I've not played it. Like the kid, I mean. Uh, other places make better stuff than us. I mean, so we still have some stuff. It's just that you need to, you know, worry about... Um, uh, oh, OBS is disconnected. Awesome. Oh, OBS oh, is reconnected. Awesome. Oh, good. Sorry about that, everybody. I don't know why, but OBS is having a having a bit of a difficulty today. Um, Two, what the fuck? Uh, I did have to downgrade my internet to um, a little slower because um, apparently the one that I was using before doesn't cost the same in my area, and the oh. one that's like a step below does. But it's still this—it's still good for like streaming and stuff. So what the fuck? I don't know. There's a there's a battle theme specifically for the fight where you find the Galarian Slowpoke in Sword and Shield. Sure. Um. Oh, uh, that's what I was saying. Uh, other places do make a lot of good stuff, but I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that isn't good as well. It's just that we get the good stuff to come over a lot of the time, slash it gets talked about. And then um, yeah. with us, I mean, the pop culture stuff is what's in the zeitgeist, mm. rather than any of the indie stuff that can actually be very good. So, you know, it's just, it's the way that it is, unfortunately. But the stuff that's going to be talked about is the big... Like I said, pop culture stuff, which is unfortunately going to set a lot of standards. Which then, you know, you have independent filmmakers who might go against those standards and all that. Which might be better or worse. Who knows? Um, Korea should make a Space Hulk movie. I meant, mean the 40k one. Oh, well then, yes. I'd be, like, this is the... Remember back when Astartes was a thing? Oh, nice, good Astartes. Back when yeah. we had some nice, cool, uh, uh, really well stuff. animated 40k stuff from fans, and then they got bought out, and they haven't 
I haven't seen. I mean, hopefully they're working on something they to are, do with other things. They've already done Exodite. Oh, that's already done. It just never got released outside of that garbage fucking app. Ah, okay. Yep. So, and I I found some clips of it that people ripped from it sure, and just yeah, put yeah. on YouTube and kind of like spliced in. It looks good. I'm sure it does. They have great talent, but it's the thing that they're going to be put behind like that weird app only. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, it's, cool. It fucking sucks because goddamn, it's it was like the Exodites are so fucking you know what the Exodites are, right? I'm or not no. aware. So, oh man, the Exodites are Eldar that are like, hey, we're not oh, going to live on... Yeah, yeah. On, sorry. They're not... We don't want to live on the craft worlds anymore. Yes. We want to go back to some of our fucking maiden worlds or whatever they're called. Yes. And they start living with nature, and they fucking are elves on dinosaurs. Yep, yep, yep. It's fucking sick. Yeah, they're really and, cool. God damn it. And it's about a Tau... Apparently, oh. like, the Tau is a main character, and I, I'm, like, all I saw was a, um, like, there's, the beginning of it has, like, a space battle. Yeah. And I assume that's like, oh, I'm gonna get the space battle, I'll get shot down, or I'll have to, like, jump away, and they right. wind up on an Exodite planet. Yeah, it might be something like that. Oh, man. That's um, one of the factions that needs to come for that 40k. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, also, massive trigger warning on anyone who watches the... Wants to watch Old Boy. Yes, absolutely. There is something that is, uh, it just oh. be it. there is something in it, but it, it, oh. it is like, doesn't, the story is very good, but there is something that will make you go, ooh. <laughs> okay. What is it? Uh, I, I will not spoil it. it. Oh, okay. I will not I'm spoil not it. It is part well, of it. I mean, it. all I'm going to do is watch the fight scene if I even remember after this. That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, <laughs> Leo, can you hear us? Hey, I mean, if the thing goes down again, you know, that's just how it is. Uh, we go out of our way to see stuff from other places so it's easy to find the good things. That's also true. Yeah. If I'm asking for a movie, it's always a safe assumption that I don't want Marvel or DC to make it. I mean, fair. They're not those anymore, though. It's Disney, and DC is owned by... No, uh, DC is owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. So, and oh, you know what I saw fucking what? warner brothers put out that they were willing to lose money instead of pay the writers yeah I'm yeah i was just like oh okay well, cool one of the things that i saw was uh like one of the higher ups at some fucking movie thing saying sure. that the writer's strike was worse than covid oh fuck off <laughs> yeah like i'm sure somebody said that, that killed huh i'm sure an exec said that yeah but like, oh yeah, no, like it was on, it was recorded, it was on camera. Oh, facial no. and everything. It was in the middle of an in-person interview. Great. That's the thing. It wasn't just like, oh, I heard an exec. No, no, it was, it was recorded. Cool. Right. <laughs> um, and fucking, what a guy. Yeah. What? What a what a creature. Hmm. Don't forget, Netflix 40k something is coming. Hope it's good. I thought it was uh, Amazon because um, uh, uh, Henry Cavill was doing his thing. Wasn't? Isn't that? Isn't he doing Amazon stuff? I hope so. I, I, I I'm hope pretty it's sure not because that's what he was. That's what that's what he was signed on for. And like he was like, yeah, I fucking love 40k. Let's do it. And that's why the only reason why I'm like, 
if since he is like the director producer, I think, mm-hmm. or something very influential at least. Yeah, he's in he, charge. Effectively, and he gives a shit, just yeah. like he gave a shit with like how The Witcher was. Mm-hmm. Um, then, like I'm, I'm okay with with having a little bit of hope for that. Uh, not I, a lot. I, I'm so- but, yeah, I'm so jaded I can barely have any hope for anything anymore. That's fine. That's absolutely fair. It I wouldn't, sucks. I would not uh, say anybody uh, or uh, fault anybody for not. Absolutely. Oh, you know what? Speaking of not having faith in something, I have oh. a question. So, um, did you see the D&D movie or no? Haven't yet, no. Okay, do you intend to? Yes. Okay. Then I can't really ask it because okay. it's about a scene. I don't know if it's a spoiler, but I don't want to. I understand and I appreciate that. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> um. Basically, you know what? I'll I'll I will tell you what I wanted to say, but I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. Um. Basically, there's a scene in the movie that's like an action scene. Sure. And I I just saw it on YouTube. I'm like, fuck it. I'm, pro- I'm not going to watch this movie. I'll go ahead and look at this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, action scene, characters are running away from a thing. And um, it is a subversion of expectations kind of thing. Okay. And after I saw the scene, I like I watched the scene and I basically was just like, okay, you know, perfect 50-50%. It wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing. You yeah, know. it's just a thing. It's just a scene. And I go down in the comments, and it's like, everybody's like, this is fucking hilarious, up a budget, and I'm like, there were no jokes, there were, there was no slapstick, there was no outright comedy. Sure. Um, and I'm like, why are you saying this is funny? I would imagine that maybe there's additional context that you're not aware of, because you haven't seen the whole part, that, like, you saw the one scene, right? And yeah, maybe I'm, there's I'm part hoping. Of it that's... Um, before that or after it that they're like yeah. referencing i guess i hope so it could uh, be that or it could be just that you know some people found it funny i guess yeah which because i'm like there there was a way to make the scene funny and sure. like to actually have comedy in the scene if that was what they were going for but they they just chose to make it just a, a scene with yeah essentially just nothing yeah um and I w- I wanted to ask you if you had seen it. It's like, am I oh, missing okay. something here? Is this funny? Why are people finding this funny? There's well, nothing. Ha- there's nothing. <laughs> right. And are you going to watch it at some point? Or have you watched it? Uh, Probably watch it at some point. I just haven't really cared to put right. in any effort. Same. Okay. Exactly. F- um, fair enough. I figure that maybe we should like have a have a viewing of it just to have and then um talk about it at some point like i feel like yeah that would a be thing. a decent one for the podcast honestly. Yeah. um just to see just to i mean i don't know i hear many different things now of like yeah uh, i've heard that good, it is perfectly man, decent bad and i'm like okay so i don't yeah. know so i guess i'll watch it and see um yeah. and also it's something that's at least somewhat interesting um yeah so eh, but yeah that's that's at least a future idea um yeah. Or rather, it's never safe assumption that I do want Marvel and DC to make it. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you, Lex. Absolutely, I got you. Um, is there any movies based on Dark Horse comics? Yes. Oh, yes, wait. Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy. Yes, absolutely, Hellboy. Don't um, watch the newer one. Watch the ones with Ron yeah. Perlman. Yeah, newer one is. I've good. heard that the new one is trash. That's what yeah. I've heard. Newer one is Ron good. Perlman specifically. 
but the yeah the ones with ron perlman were very fun <laughs> yeah the first one was decent um from what i remember and then yeah. the second one i don't remember enough to give you anything yeah i don't remember hating it those yeah. were movies that i actually did see yeah um might have been amazon yeah fair enough it, i we think it is yeah. hope. um because I amazon found... doesn't have the track record of netflix as far as i know rings of power oh that's <laughs> shit i forgot about that everyone's forgotten about that and it's gonna come out what next year at some point for its season two or whatever the fuck oh i wait a minute wasn't were they velma as well or no mm -mm, mm -mm. no that was, was that um netflix? hbo max i oh. think or something okay one of the other streaming services yeah, dear fucking god. Man. Yeah, don't worry about that. That's yeah, also getting it soon. Oh yeah, no, I know. Um, I found the D and D movie to be a solid seven out of ten. Okay, okay. Uh, Ron Perlman is cool. Yes, yes, and I mean he and he is Hellboy. That's the thing. Yeah, when he's he, he in does the it makeup. Really well. yeah. He is that is that is Hellboy. He seemed like he cared a lot about it. Yeah, no, he loved that character. Yeah, so. I don't know why I'm having bad frame drops. I apologize if you're noticing it, everybody at home. Um, it's just the way that it is tonight, it looks like. Yay. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's read a couple of comments. Okay. We can talk a bit more um, afterwards, but I just want to get through a few of these. So, uh, we'll start with uh, Rules Lawyer saying on our Garabingo episode... I'm very sad I miss Garabingo. We'll add ideas as I think of them. Uh, and we've got three uh, for spots. Uh, most people play D&D &D wrong. Not a bad choice. Yeah. Hierarchy of man. Some people are inherently superior to others. I think... Yeah. Um, I think that... Uh, I don't know if... I feel like having the transhumanist uh, yeah, space that one is, kind of... It, it covers that at least. Yeah. Um, and then hypocrisy. Very good space. That's probably yes, a good one to, yeah. to put in. Um, we'll, we'll, we will revise the board uh, before doing it again, um, and we'll see how it goes. But thank you for all of those. Appreciate that. Uh, and then on 151, Timothy. Uh, this was Homebrew Initiative and Skyrim isn't an RPG, if you remember that, Aiden. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Jesus yeah, yeah. Um, we do have something about that specifically that I thought was interesting, so we'll get to that in a second. But Timothy says, uh, not to say that your comment isn't interesting. My apologies for that implication. I just mean that it was specifically towards Skyrim and it seemed interesting. And I think Aiden uh, is talked about uh, specifically. So, uh, But we'll get there. So, uh, Timothy says, Hello, bros. I don't uh, know much about Skyrim. Never played it, but looks fine. And I would say it's an RPG given everything I know about it. But man, that video did not make a good case for Skyrim not being an RPG, to a funny degree. But that video is really old, so I don't want to be hard on it. Mm. Uh, hopefully you got better. Um, in other news, I got lore. It's an experiment of sorts, so feedback is welcome. Okay. Uh, from the Log of Alabaster, dated March 10th, Entry 1. My unplanned trip to the port city of Crandall turned out better than I hoped. I ran into a henchman for hire, as he put it, calling himself Star Ruby. After a few drinks, this towering brick shithouse of an ogre seems to be up for anything, which is promising. 
The best part of this deal is he will work for food if money is low. And since I stormed out of my last job because uh, I refuse to work under my high and mighty brother, I will be on the road for a long time, it seems. So having someone strong to travel with is a priceless asset at this point. Star Ruby looks to be well-trained in this battle art he calls Lucha. <laughs> uh, he sh- Yo. He sh- <laughs> battle art. He showed off uh, his fighting skills in a little brawl. Uh, we had uh, had taking out some bandits blocking the main road out of Crandall. Uh, we took the opportunity to raid their food stores, and since they were planning on uh, holding up the path for weeks, we now have a good amount of food for a while. Lucky for me, I have a bag of holding I got as a birthday gift long ago to keep it all. We also got paid five gold from a goblin uh, that takes farmers' crops to market to clear out the bandits. Note to self, tell as many farmers on the way out of the city it's cheaper to take your own crops to market yourself. Uh, Dated March 12th, entry 3. Did I miss entry 2? I don't think so. Um... Hmm. It might it might just be a kind of thing where it's like yeah, it's a just journal. A, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been two days since joining up with Star Ruby, and things are going well. Okay, yeah, so then there was probably a second entry somewhere in the middle. That, um, we have been going south along the coast, and being on foot is slower than a worm going uphill. I really should have uh, taken one of the transport carts from the trading house before I left. We helped out a group of kobolds that... Uh, running from a party of heroes by leading the party down the wrong road. Uh, we did not get money from the kobolds, but they gave a crest they said would let other kobolds know we are helpful and would open doors for us with bigger kobold tribes in the future. It seemed good to uh, too good a deal to pass up. Hopefully it will be of some use soon. Well, that's all the lore I got for today. Uh, let me know what you think of the new format and what I can work on. Have a nice day. Uh, I like the uh, I like the format. I like yeah, uh, journal entries. That's mm-hmm. fun. Same. Um, yes. I think that uh, yeah, having having that perspective from the character itself will like flavor things of like uh, what the encounter is, and also give you their inner thoughts of what you know each each uh, day day's activities is for them. Um, so you get you know backstory as well as lore of your world in some ways like it's very it's a very cool thing so keep it up i also personally find journal entries to be more uh engrossing rather than just uh getting effectively a lore dump yeah because Um, it's easier to uh associate with somebody who is like speaking in that kind of first person third person kind of thing sure Rather than just essentially reading like a history book, you know what I mean? Sure, sure, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keep it up. Mm. Uh, and then we have Pizza Funk on the same episode saying, "I feel like you could construct an argument as to why Skyrim wouldn't be an RPG, and I have a lot of thoughts on what is or isn't an RPG." Okay. If Skyrim is one, or player choice is an important aspect to RPGs, as the poorly made video would suggest, however, uh, before that, I got distracted over something odd that Aiden said at 2 hours, 52 minutes, and 5 seconds. Oh. You can be a Dunmer, and then go to the racist McRacist town, and they will bar you from entry, that is the quote. Do they not? I found it odd, because I assume he is talking about uh, 
Windhelm, where all frickin' the Stormcloaks are. In which case, Wind I'm... Windhelm is what I win. In which case, I'm pretty sure Windhelm doesn't bar Dunmer from entry. Otherwise, why are there Dunmer NPCs inside of Windhelm? I also uh, remember... Because they all live in the Grey Quarter, which yeah. are essentially the slums of Windhelm. Right, yeah. I also remember going in there as a Dunmer, unless there's another secret city that I am aware unaware oh. of. Oh! Oh no, I know what I was thinking of. Um the first time you enter Riften, the you get barred uh, from entry. Yes, the because they do corrupt. attacks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, a, I I thing. just transposed that onto Dunmer racism. Ah. Uh, wow. What honestly, a fucking racist. Honestly, well, so that would be good for the lore and good for the world building if that was a thing. Yes. Um but obviously like what you would do then hey uh bethesda what you would do then is uh have it so that there's a side entrance that another dunmer could maybe get make you aware of of like okay yeah. you need a place to stay uh well it sucks in here but like you you're welcome in this quarter where we're yeah, all kept actually right? specifically sorry mm. i don't mean to cut you off you um out right outside of riften i remember this or not not uh, far Windhelm. from the entrance to riften there is actually a small farm run by a dunmer who is farming Nernroot. So you could enter, oh, you could try to enter, too. get pushed out, and then she comes up the road. It's like, hey, I heard you, da, 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 you know, right, and right, then right, do right. that. Um, yeah, so, like, then you could get in and then walk through it, and people would be, like, you know, racist and racist towards you in there. But then you would have, like, been in there already, and then it's like, okay, well, now you're allowed to go in and out because they've seen you around right mm. you get something or it's part of the quest line where at least at some point you get the writ of like you can come into the town right the city um yeah. like that would give you something maybe instead of just oh by the way hate dunmer by mm. the way hate him though <laughs> hey man you're gonna come in here cool hate you though <laughs> yeah we'll take your money but fuck off hate you though um yeah, I don't know. Just give it a little bit of something. Uh, there's more, uh, but give me a second. There's some things that have come through. Uh, will I have more log ideas? I will do more. Sick. Do it. Nice. Um, uh, sorry, w before you do that. Yeah. Um, uh, what you ought to do is, if you've got a lot of log entries and stuff like that, look into, like, horror game texts. Because texts. Because they oh, yeah. always, always, always have you find notes from people who died. True. Every True. time. Yeah, Th those have... are great examples of that. Yes. Anyway, go on. Uh, I'm writing mine like an in-world historian. My POV isn't omniscient, so it still leaves space to be filled in. Yeah, Lux. Um, yours are definitely, you can tell, like, it's not, like, um, omniscient for sure. And, like, mm. the it, it does come across as somebody who is chronicling it um, actively, which is cool. Yes. I, I like that a lot. Um. <laughs> Uh, I did not do it for one because I didn't didn't know how it went over. Glad to know it works. Yeah, you're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so continuing with this. Uh. Now it was probably an offhand comment with the intention to convey the mood and atmosphere of the town. Uh. That a lot of people in Windhelm and the Stormcloaks, to a broader extent, are racist against elves. If you're an elf in Windhelm, some NPCs will make unpleasant comments towards you as you walk past them. In fact, there's a guy in that town who will fist fight you if he thinks you're an elf or not sympathetic to the Stormcloaks. All of this are examples of player choice. You can choose to play as an elf, you can choose to go to Windhelm, you can choose to fight the one guy, you can choose to join the Stormcloaks. How major are these choices? Uh, well, they are not 
affecting any final cutscene of the game, nor is it affecting any ending end log segment of the game like it does for other RPGs released around the same time, like Dragon Age, New Vegas, or Mass Effect 2. However, what it does affect is the world whilst you play the game, in some cases a lot more than the previously stated RPGs. The world changes a lot in the game, and it's due to the player's actions and choice. Um, before I get to the next part, um, so, hmm, so I agree that for Skyrim, it, as opposed to those other ones, you get the, because of the choices of your playing as an elf or going to those towns and all that kind of stuff, it, it helps to build the world a bit more, um, but I... So, the comparison for at least for, like, New Vegas and Mass Effect 2, uh, you, you can't be a different race except for human. Um, so that's not, like, there's not really anything there for that. Um, so it's not really a, a great choice in that kind of respect of a, uh, comparison. Um, but for, uh, what's it? Uh, Dragon Age. Dragon Age Origins, at least. Um, whatever class you play does affect like your world state and and what um how you start and then like how people tr people treat you and it's all the backstory stuff as well that that really gives that um that choice and I think that's a lot more major than Skyrim's uh mm -hmm. because that's a whole section that's different because of what you've chosen as well. Though, I will say that after that, I don't know specifically if people treat you differently a lot of the time. I would have to replay uh, Dragon Age Origins again to see if, like, after you get out of your beginning segment, if those choices really do change the world. Mm. Um, it's been too long uh, since I've done that, so that's something that I would need to replay to find out. But um, I would say that right. the changes in Skyrim's world state uh, because of these specific choices, are very superficial rather than anything that's... Um, it's something, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't... It It's not anything to the degree of, I would say, something like New Vegas, where some of the choices that you make in the game can like completely wipe out factions, right? Mm -hmm. And completely take out all of those kinds of things. Um, I guess... It it just depends on if we're talking about just specifically how we start, um, like choosing to be an elf or uh, going to Windhelm, which I could then say, well, going to the Brotherhood of Steel, and then deciding yeah. whether or not you want to do anything with them. Um, but the elf thing is like, yeah, that's one thing that can't be done in New Vegas or something like that. Uh, Aiden, you were going to say something? Yeah, uh, I'm probably going to make dinner and then uh, head to bed, so I'm okay. going to head out. Okay. Yep. Uh, have a good rest of the podcast, everyone. Yep. Alrighty. See ya. See ya. Yep. Uh, all right, next part. I find it interesting that the video didn't bring up what Skyrim was sold as, an open-world RPG. The open-world part is incredibly important. I would argue more important than the RPG aspect of the game. How? Well, you can beat Skyrim without gaining a single level, you can go through the entire story without putting any points into any skill. Uh, now people treat these playthroughs as challenge runs, but it's possible, and if the devs tweaked it a little, it would make it a very viable playstyle. Uh, are skills the most defining trait of an RPG? What if Skyrim didn't have any skills? 
uh, would it still be Skyrim? I think it would. Mm, maybe. Uh, it would be a little similar to the Far Cry game, but I can see an alternative Skyrim that is an action-adventure game. I can also see the opposite. I can see a hyper-skill-focused Skyrim in my Steam library. It's called Morrowind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> joking, honestly. Joking aside, my point being the RPG aspect isn't as important to Skyrim than the open-world aspect, so much so that I think of another open-world game whenever I play Skyrim. Well, the same thing you could say about New Vegas. Also open-world. Mm. Um, yeah. You could play it entirely without any levels. Exactly the same. Yeah. Guns would do a certain amount of damage. They wouldn't be scaling or anything. It would just be this is how this, is this much health, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, another open world game, Far Cry, of course, you have, but that also has RPG elements in it. Um, it is it's an open world RPG. It's got yep. like some of the you can level up skills in a skill tree. Yep. <laughs> um, is that 17 bucks for a fucking Gargant? God damn. <laughs> um, so cheap. Uh, don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other shit. what other games are open world RPGs that we could do the uh, same exact uh argument? For? Like you can beat it at level one and stuff. Like yeah, it, it's pretty it's much just, always a Western RPG that does that. Yeah, yeah, obviously JRPGs um, almost never do that. I don't think yes. I've ever even seen a single one that does. Yes, exactly. Um, um so. I guess the best way for me to do this is go onto Steam and then look at Open World, the tag. Yeah. And we'll do it Because there's a way. good bit. I don't know, honestly. I now, maybe this, open... this helps with your argument of, well, it, Open World is more of the, uh, the thing that it is rather than RPG. Um, but usually, they're Open World RPGs. Is that not true? Well, I mean, there but, are um, open world games that aren't RPGs, like true. Infamous and um, Oh, true. Uh, Prototype. Yes, very true. I guess. Um, so we talked about this on that on that episode, but like fucking putting everything into a genre is really just for you to understand what it has in it, rather yeah. than it being this is strictly what it is. Like, yeah. yes, there are elements to it that are um, like. Uh, an RPG, if you see the word RPG, you have an idea as to what that means um, mm -hmm. if you've played a video game before. And even yeah. if you haven't, once you've played it, you then have an idea of what an RPG means, right? These mm -hmm. terms are used as easy ways to quantify, or at least, um, not quantify, but name uh, what, like, quickly name what elements are in a game so that you can find things that you like, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it sucks, for one, for, like, on one side, because a lot of the time, the RPG or the open world or the adventure action, like, they're very vague. Um, and you have elements of some and something. You have specific things and other things. But, you know, it, it just uh, depends on the degree that you, would, that you would call it an RPG, right? Or you would call it a adventure game, right? Mm -hmm. Like... And that, that line is a little blurry. Yeah. Um, but it's just... I don't know, man. It's one of those things where we have developed this nomenclature that we understand. Um, and once you've gamed enough... Uh, that, that, as cringy as that sounds. Once you've gamed enough, you'll you've understand. Enough. That's right. Once you're a gamer. Once you're an epic gamer. Yeah, um, once you're a gamer. 
<laughs> uh, then you'll understand that nomenclature more, and it's more of, like, a language. Unfortunately, again, I know how cringy it sounds, but it oh, is it's literally disgusting. its own, like, kind of oh. subset of our language that we can determine, like, how these things are and find out what we are. Ooh, so it's, really good. like I was saying, it's it's hard to sometimes put things into a box, right? Which is why you have, like, something like Dishonored or Prey, which are... RPGs, but they are more immersive, so you have immersive sims. Right? Yeah. Like, that's its own category. Bioshock, immersive sim. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's... <sighs> Genres suck, but they're yeah. useful. You know? Yeah, they're... It's, it's like... It's like tags on porn. You know? Yes! It's tags. <laughs> it's basically Tags just on tags. anything, yes. That's basically <laughs> it. doesn't have to be porn. doesn't have started, to be. I, but I, I started understand. off with porn. So I understand. You deal with it. <laughs> I understand. You're fine. Um, but yes, exactly. It's just it's just a way for us to to convey that information to each other. Um, and then once you understand it, you you do understand it. Um, oh, there's a fucking there's a beast man who's like a rhino horn blower. That's fucking cool. That's cool. Uh, uh I did not. Oh, the, uh, I guess I'm going to be a couple of minutes behind the action going forward. Well, it's also because I'm lagging, I guess, on occasion, so apologies. Oh. Uh, I remember a Diablo cash-in of Fallout that let you play as a human, a ghoul, or, if I recall correctly, a mutant. No, wait, not a mutant. Brotherhood of Steel member. Yo. Interesting. Uh, what are these fucking guys, dude? If you... <laughs> it, sorry, I don't mean to... <laughs> you're fine. I, I am very sorry. No, but, you're like, good. When you do your lizard men... Yeah. Um, make these your skinks because these are fucking adorable. <laughs> uh, where is it? There it is. Okay, look at these fucking guys, dude. Look at their eyes. <laughs> look at Those their are like fish man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little, <laughs> look at their fish guys. Little eyes. <laughs> oh. The one on the bottom with his tongue out. Yeah, <laughs> I see him. It's great. <laughs> and they got cool tridents in that net. Yeah, let me show this off because that's pretty yeah. Cool. Uh, These are super good. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I gotta. If these had bows, I would totally add these to my army, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. Oh, and there's one that's like the unit leader, and he's an angler fish. Yeah, I'm noticing all these kinds oh. of like different fish heads and stuff. That's cool. That's super cool. Uh, anyway, uh... Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, everything I know about the game says RPG. Yes. I mean, that's the thing. It... Yes, it's open world, but also... Um... A lot of the elements in it do, like, just scream RPG. I don't know. If you took the other stuff out, absolutely it could be something else. But... So you could... Anything, right? Like, if you take something out of the game... If you take elements out of the game, it's going to be less of that element. If you will, right? Like, I don't know. Um, Yo, there's a bear warrior. I think there was a time when the Fallout IP was being passed around between companies that I that didn't know what to do with it. Probably. Yes. Uh, that because w- it started off Fallout One and Two. Yes. Were Obsidian. Yes. And then Three was the first time Bethesda, Bethesda. got to work with it, and Sorry. Three wasn't bad. Uh, it it's definitely wasn't very as good. Mid. Absolutely. Yeah. It's. Yeah, no, it's extremely mid compared to <laughs> 1 and 2 and then New Vegas. Uh, and yeah. then 4 was, again, mid. Honestly, like, as... as a, I would say... Ooh, 
Yeah, no, mid mid works because um, gunplay yeah. and stuff was good, but like the actual but the RPG element and the were story trash. was fucking yeah, yeah, it was awful in terms of that. But yeah, the gameplay was was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, not the best. Oh, there was also um... rhinos. Damn it. <laughs> uh, ooh, fish people. Yes. Anyway, continuing with the comment. Um. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, in GTA San Andreas, there was a gang war taking place in the background of the main story and on many occasions uh, interacting with the main plot of the game. The play, uh, player assume, can choose to participate in this war excuse me, on their own free will and grow the player's faction size. Or the player can choose to only interact with the plot when the plot requires them to. The player can choose to improve their skills in a number of ways, even though they're not required to 99% of the time. It can help. The NPCs will comment on the player's skills if they are high enough. There's a bunch of side missions that the player can choose to accomplish uh, that can change the game world. In fact, a lot of mission uh, missions change the game world of San Andreas, and yet the game only has one ending. This sounds extremely similar to Skyrim. The Dragonborn can interact with the Civil War on their own free will, but the plot also requires the player to interact with the war, war at certain points to advance the main plot. Uh, season unending, or I guess any Blades mission that requires you to go against the Thalmor. Uh, you also actually do have to uh, end the Civil War some way. Yes. That is actually uh, required, so it's not in the background, actually, unfortunately. Even though I wish it was. It's fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> it should be, because God. Because like, they didn't do anything with it. The pro well, Okay, so here's the problem. Mm. Uh, like, this can be either a plus or a minus. It was a minus for me. I didn't give a shit about either faction. They were That's both fair. fuckers. I, they didn't you do anything You should have been able us. to wipe out both. Yeah, there should have been a both-lose option, I think, yeah. Yeah, like, you just take over. That mm. should have been what happened. Or just make Skyrim free. You know, just yes. make it the people's, quote-unquote, you know? Yeah, not the Stormcloaks and not the other guys. Fucking uh, Imperials just or whatever the people's. The yeah. yeah, because they were both Empire. pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, the Dragonborn can choose to improve their skills in a number of ways. You probably get the idea here. The two games have a lot in common. However, I wouldn't consider GTA an RPG. And for a while, I wasn't sure why, but I think I do in part of you guys, not the clickbaity video. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say GTA is an RPG. You're right. Um, yeah, no, no, it's not. It, it doesn't. I think. So, well, I guess let's go to the, the reasons. So here we go. Uh, role skills, jobs, and combat. These are aspects that I believe a game needs in order to be an RPG, and I'm going to further define them. Appreciate that. Roles, basically classes, fighter, wizard, thief, etc. Mm, doesn't need to be there for it to be an RPG, but okay. Uh, skills, skills, or at least branching advancement. Yeah. Combat, yes. combat that requires a level of control by the player. Uh, I guess level of control is what I need to find now. Yeah, because, like, mm, I would say I would agree with that, but I think the two most important things are a skill system of some variety, skills or advancement, some way to grow your character beyond yeah. just picking up gear. Okay. Um, picking up gear is obviously pretty intrinsic to RPGs, but there needs to be something more. Um, mm. And actual like dialogues and choices to make that are you that you can do via dialogue or something like that 
It doesn't always mm. have to be possible, but it needs to be something like, can I talk the orcs out of t attacking the village, or do I have to fight them? Yeah, or options. Can I options. Yes, it needs to be it needs to be possible in some ways because if ever, for example, let's say, um, let's say, um, like uncharted. Okay. Let's say you have uncharted and you have a skill tree, but everything is still just shooting galleries. That's okay. not, that's not an RPG. No, exactly. That would be like a, it's still an action adventure, but with some skills and perks. It would be an R RPG elements would be the tag that you would have, right? Yeah, that's a pretty much all it would be. Yeah. So there does need to be some form of yeah, actual I think, dialogue and communication. I guess, because uh, dialogue and... I, I don't think specifically dialogue and communication. Because, like, I would call Assassin's Creed Origins an RPG. Okay, um, open world RPG, right? Um, mm -hmm because it's an open world and it has the RPG elements, because you can do anything any way that you want to in that game. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like, I'm with you with the choices aspect, but I don't think it needs to necessarily be just dialogue. I think it needs to be, you have, it to, could you have also to be in gameplay. You have to be able to come at it however you want, whether that be dialogue or whatever gameplay elements, stealth or whatever the fuck, you know, all that kind so, of shit. Similar um, to like Dishonored. Yeah, exactly. Where how you can approach an area however you'd like. Yeah, because, like, you can do that in a lot of different ways um, in what most RPGs. Fuck? Though, uh, there's there's a later little bit of this that, that might actually throw a wrench into this, so so let's get to that. But, um, yeah. Uh, so before we get there, though, uh, jobs, this is a bit complicated, so you can have a paladin just tank hits and aggro's enemies, this job being a tank, or you have a paladin healing and giving buffs to support. It's like builds, but it requires more than one person, requires some form of party. Now, I don't agree that it needs to have a party in order to, uh, be an RPG. I yeah. do not agree with that. Um, oh my god! Oh, those look sick as fuck! Those are scary! Shark lobsters with fucking six eyes and lobster yeah, claws uh, Holy oh, shit. uh something to note i don't think player choice is required for something to be classified as an rpg early pokemon games have very little player choice is pokemon blue an rpg yes if it's all the yeah. criteria, criteria. Yeah, that's well fair. so uh, maybe uh is san andreas an rpg well judging the criteria i laid out no how about new vegas yes the follower system counts as a party well so Again, don't think you need a party because you can play that game entirely single player. Um, followers can also have jobs. Cannon fodder is a job. Is Halo an RPG? No. Is Sims 3 an RPG? No. Uh, the players in The Sim doesn't have control over the characters during combat. That it doesn't combat again. I, mm, uh, also, you can't build a glass cannon or a tank or have jobs that I defined in The Sims. And finally, judging by the criteria, is Skyrim, Skyrim an RPG? No, because it's an open world RPG. Lol. <laughs> um, also, it's probably apparent, but I do think Skyrim is an RPG. I was just memeing with the very last bit. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. Um, so, um, I would push back a little bit on the early Pokemon games having very little player choice. Um, well, yeah, because I would say that your player choice is which Pokemon do you want? What moves and do they what want? What move set do you want? What what items do you want to give them? Um, uh, I guess you're you're. It's more linear, sure, but you can just completely skip out on areas, like not look for additional fights and all that kind of stuff. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so I'm sorry. no, you're good. Um, I'm just trying to think of. I guess. 
that seems at least somewhat extensive. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, though it's not as extensive as later things, right? Um, Final Fantasy One. Um, you know, you have your multiple characters in a party and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but that, do we even classify that as uh, an RPG or a JRPG? Yeah. Because, now, to be, let's be fair here. Um, again, uh, these tags and all this shit suck, okay? Yes. But it's to give you the general idea of what you're kind of going into. JRPG is used for specific types of games, right? Yes. Um, you have your Persona. You have Final Fantasy a lot of the time. Um, you have uh, uh, Tales, I think. Um, Tales yes. of games. Those are considered JRPGs. Like, they're mm -hmm. broad in what they... Like, their mechanics and everything, but they are considered JRPGs because of the style that they do or uh, and the stories usually is a, a very, very big part of it. Um, yeah, like the, characters, the themes, the styles. Yep. And... Um, all that kind of stuff, right? Like, there's... There's a lot there that we have now defined that is the JRPG genre. Um, and with the RPG genre, we have it very much more limited for, I guess, more of a Western sense. Um, yeah. Which is why it has blown out into open world RPGs. Um, uh, excuse me. Um, there are other RPG, uh, 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 like, qualifiers if i mm. if i had to if i had to guess so let me see if i can find some here uh do do open world is the big one um survival would be another one like a survival rpg mm mhm mm because mm -hmm. i mean it's cuz you're still like leveling up skills learning recipes and stuff right like leveling up melee damage and stuff like that right right um I guess it doesn't have too many now that I'm looking. Um, though, not many popular ones anyway. Right. Well, not that I can recall or, or see here that I'm looking at a list of kind of stuff, because um, it's more just this is combined with open world is the big one. Open world is the big like tag that's usually overshadowing the RPG tag, but it's yeah, combined. That's... It's conjoined usually. Yeah. Um, that's that's just what that's what our filthy Westerners want. That's our right. Decadent us decadent westerners and it's interesting because i i looked and i saw borderlands is considered an rpg which yes it it is yes. um because it has your skill tree it has um all these different guns that you could use um, and classes and classes that you have sure um but again the classes aspects being inherent i don't think it because pokemon doesn't have that sure um, it does the fire class and the water class <laughs> and the fucking <laughs> right exactly but pokemon doesn't have that um yeah, that's true. and then uh the jobs kind of thing with something being uh specific uh types i guess you could argue yeah you have like you could turn a blissey into a tank sure you know yeah, or they kind of have that. yeah it's not really a but, job it's just something that they are decent yeah yeah but they're not technically like Usually, unless you're in the later games of like double battles and stuff, right? Uh, where you don't have like a party going against stuff, triple battles even, right? Where you can have them Ugh. work with each other. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, and then, uh, like, I, 
And like the companion kind of aspect that you're talking about, uh, I don't know if I agree that that's necessary as well, because again, something like um, Darksiders 2, that's an RPG. Yes. Um, but there's no companions, unless yeah. you count the horse, I guess. Um, so, it's just... I, I think say you if don't we count the horse. Uh, that's right. I don't. I'm I'm horses. Oh my god, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but like, I really think that we can boil it down to skills as well as uh, uh, options for situations. It. I know it's a big kind of uh, clunky way of saying it, but you know, with all of these different RPGs, you usually have a lot of different ways to go through these kinds of situations. Something like Borderlands, you shoot things, but the way that you shoot things is dependent <laughs> on which gun that you're using and what you yeah. know, skill that you use and all that kind of stuff. It kind of, like, and again, <sighs> I don't know, man. At the same time, I can just look at something, point at it, and go, that's an RPG, and you will understand what I am saying. Right? Yeah, it's kind of an unspoken just understanding. That's just kind of how these things are, and it sucks, yeah. right? It when just you try gets to, to be that them. way, because like again, RPGs and all these kinds of games have vastly different systems, right? Yeah, your action game might be completely different uh, from its other action game, uh, your adventure and adventure, but like, I don't know. It's just. I can yeah. I can look at a game and tell you if there's RPG elements and then if I consider it to be an RPG or not. I can tell you that. Um, but if we want to go for a broad, defined RPG, I need to think about it a lot fucking more. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I don't think it's that important because I think, again, we can all look at something once we've played games enough. You've played like 10 games. <laughs> right like and, and then you play an rpg hopefully yeah, if you've played an <laughs> rpg i can then point at something else and say that's an rpg and you get at least my gist right yeah and i think that's at least um interesting and, and important to kind of uh acknowledge right mm. um because it is just like it's its own uh classification that we've all come up with and we have a shared understanding for and i think that if we try to uh be a little disingenuous in some aspects of like oh but it's a role playing game and you don't uh, do i play a role in this game or this game is that an, i mean it's an rpg it's like well you know what i mean when i say it's a role playing game yeah. you know what i mean so don't do that yeah, <laughs> like if we want to take if we want to boil it down as far as we could possibly go role playing games started out from wanting to emulate tabletop role playing games that's yes. why they have skills and stuff that's but true. they obviously couldn't go as in depth as a tabletop game no, which is why you know you've got things like Baldur's Gate and Divinity yeah. Original Sin yeah. that get the closest as you can but they're yeah. still a linear plot yes so when you have an open world rpg like <sighs> Skills are kind of the necessary thing. Yes. That's that's usually what makes an RPG an RPG. It's that ability to progress from point A to point Z. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, as long as system. you have a skill system, you have RPG elements at least. Yes. Then once you start adding in like talking and choices and stuff, which are the hallmarks of tabletop RPGs, that's when you start getting closer and closer and closer yeah the setting can change the combat can change the character style can change the art style can change but 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's where JRPGs tend to differ because they don't have skill points. They don't have skills, but they have dialogue and characters and stories, but they have stat improvements and ability, like learning new abilities and attacks and things. That's yeah. where they tend to branch out or yeah. off. I think so, yeah. Um anyway, I hope I hope yeah. we've gone into that in depth at least enough to make our points uh uh, uh known. Uh let me refresh this so that I can get things better. Um uh let's see. Ba -ba -ba -ba. I want the Forsworn to win the Civil War. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let's get all them out there. That's what, like, honestly, that was one of the best parts about fucking Fallout New Vegas. You could kill so many factions and just yeah. leave whichever faction you want alive, and yeah. they would essentially just wind up taking over eventually. Yeah, Even if it doesn't state it at the end, that can be your headcanon. Sure, yeah. You give possibilities, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's just like Shadows Over Loathing. <laughs> oh, my God. With uh, the ship train. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Leroy being in GTA would be funny, fair enough. Uh, or maybe join Alduin. Skyrim belongs to the dragons. True, Skyrim that does be belong to the dragons sweet too. Actually, yeah. Um, although he's evil, so maybe maybe I'll join Parthenax. Maybe <laughs> he yeah, seems like okay. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to kill Alduin because he's going to eat the world. Yeah, he is going to yeah, eat Parthenax. the world. Parthenax yeah. could work out because he's he's chill. Why don't we just become and, the master of dragons and rule over everything? How about that? I've already eaten like a hundred souls of them. I'm like a hundred. Yeah. I'm like a human and a hundred dead dragons. Yeah. Of, of exactly. <laughs> so like, why am I not the, the guy? Can I eat yeah. the world? Wait a minute. Has anybody Ooh. asked this question? Uh, let's see. Uh, I always considered all JRPGs to be RPGs. Uh, yeah. I mean, they are. Yeah, they are. They're just You're a different right. flavor. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. We, we use the nomenclature to to specify like mm. and the thing is we understand what that means you know even yes. without understanding necessarily what it entails we know what it means it's weird <laughs> mm. i don't like it <laughs> but i understand it so i go with it mm -hmm. um it's hard to talk about genres at times it's hard to genres suck <laughs> what yeah. i'd rather talk about the thing like rather yeah. than talk about the genre you know yeah and then once you say it is not this i go okay well now we have to talk about the genre and see it because yeah. it does fit into the <laughs> genre right like it's this it's the same thing as when people talk about a character and yeah. then it's like oh man i love this character don't you yeah he's cool and then as soon as you put him in a D, &D alignment chart you get like yeah. hordes of people swarm no he's, he's blank this. you know yeah 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 exactly it's the same exact thing alignment sucks once you start getting once you start getting like definitive or yeah definitive yes uh i think uh that's when people start getting <laughs> arguey well it's it's again it's because we all understand or at least i feel like it's inherent that we all understand that alignment is kind of bullshit um, yeah no alignment's bullshit like even those who like use it a lot they they at least understand like when something doesn't feel right in yeah. an alignment slot um yeah so if if i go if somebody says skyrim isn't an rpg then you immediately go well that doesn't feel right wait a minute <laughs> yeah wait a minute that doesn't i don't know what it is but i know it's definitely not not it's... that yeah exactly <laughs> and then we go into it a bit and it's like well yeah it's an rpg by every element that you could look at any rpg and go well so it has all these elements though yeah. so what the fuck are we doing yeah it's... 
and like Aiden and I were saying in that in that uh, stream, we were like, if you had said it's a bad RPG, we'd have been like, oh yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not no, good. It's not, it's not the best. For sure. <laughs> it's, it's not good. And like I was yeah. saying before, it's the it's the five E of uh, RPGs. Like it is yeah. meant to get people into RPGs. That's yes. it. Um, and it did, and people love it. And I, not to say that they're wrong, but if they say it's a very good game, I go, okay, well. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't you know about that. Games, but okay. I'm glad you like it so much. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Dragon Quest One would be an early example of an RPG without a party or companions. Never played it, so I don't know. I never actually. I've I've never played a Bioware game before. Like none of their super popular RPGs. None of them. None of them. None of them. Never played Mass Effect. Never played Dragon Age. Oh, brother. Yep, I, just, I would highly recommend Mass Effect at least, like the trilogy of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I've always heard they're super good, but I, yeah. now, especially now, I'm just like, eh. Uh, that's fair. I mean, it's you like, I I played it all because I wanted to experience that, and it was a very good experience. I really, enjoyed I'm sure. It, so, I'm but sure like, it was great. I, I mean, that's a, there's got to there's a reason why they were so insanely popular while they yeah. were still like coming out and stuff. Yep, and they're probably still super popular now. Yeah. I just don't keep up with them. Yeah. I mean the the first three are they fucking re-released them for a reason, yeah. So um anyway, okay. Lux also commented on that. Uh, it's a five parter. It's a six parter. Oh Here we go. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm already dying. Here we go. Mm. Listening to the. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh godness. <laughs> oh godness. <laughs> oh godness. Um. My godness is leaving me. Mm. Uh, okay. Listening to the earlier part of the video game, I feel like I may have to give the incorrect impression that forum RPGs are fast-paced and hectic. That is not the case. Maybe some forum somewhere speeds along at light speed, but in my experience, they're more likely to move at a glacial pace. You usually have plenty of time to write, although putting too high an expectation on yourself is a good way to stall out. It's more important to get a response out and make sure it's logical than craft your world words perfectly. That's the advice I would give, even though I'm guilty of not following it. I don't have much to say about the first video, other than I don't think it's something I want to do. Uh, that was the no initiative system. Uh, just gonna go, go, go. Um, There's a beastman of Nurgle, and it's a warthog. Go on. Nice. Um, for the second video, the guy is just proclaiming the definition of an RPG that he just came up with and stating it as an objective fact. Yes. Mm. <laughs> it's usually how it works. Uh, Skyrim isn't an RPG, according to him, because he has defined RPG as something Skyrim isn't. <laughs> and, yeah. And that's just not a compelling argument. He didn't even actually justify his definition. Whether you agree or disagree with him about it, he didn't show his work. Yeah, so what are you agreeing with, if you agree? Mm. Um, anyway, speaking of games with a lot of lore dumps, I've got another lore dump for you. It's been through a few rewrites, so hopefully I didn't screw up the editing. Also, it's mm. pretty long, so I was, going to, uh, I was going to cut it down, but I felt like that compromised the story. Up to you how to handle it. I might expand this part into a full-length story someday, but for now, the Norns have spoken. Okay. Uh, let's see. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. And that is a lot. Okay, here we go. So, TLDR? So, no. <laughs> that would mean I'd have to read it and then tell you. Um, uh, oh, 
Uh, Dragon's Quest 1 isn't Bioware. It's from Enix before it was Square Enix, and it was on the NES. Ah. It's a beast, man. That's a fucking elephant. Yo. Nice. Okay. So. <clears throat> Having established control over the Val Valsirian state, uh, Dragato was now faced with the more difficult task of keeping it. In the first decade after the 3000 Dawn era, excuse me, goodness, King Sygraf of Dragato focused on building up his kingdom's military forces for the war that would inevitably come, bringing numerous warriors from the northern tribes into his army while greatly expanding the infantry with Archibusiers. I don't know if that's actually how you pronounce it, but I know an Archibus. And Pikemen from his own kingdom's peasantry. By the end of that decade, Sygraf had taken on so much debt that Dragato would have been obligated to begin a major war, even if one had not come on its own. Aside from that, the promise to the northern tribes of war and plunder... Uh, in the rich southern lands could not be revoked without dire consequence. <laughs> like I said, I have a book out here. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, in Valsirian, Skara continued strengthening her hold on the reins of power. Her takeover of that kingdom was not without resistance from its people and the puppet queen, uh, Yarin's uh, coronation, or Jarin's, I don't remember, um, was immediately f uh, followed by an outbreak of more rebels from all quarters but Skara's forces were nonetheless able to continue pushing these rebels back, and the pacification of the lands proceeded slowly but surely. Ever the pragmatist, Skara did not impose the harsh laws of Dragato on the softer Valsirian populace, but sought rather to accommodate the traditional culture and lifestyle of that kingdom. Her aim was to gain the Valsirians' loyalty, or at least their acceptance of her authority, not to remake uh, their state in Dragato's image. This policy eventually achieved its aims as the Valsirians finally grew weary enough to view the new order as preferable to continued chaos. Those two unyielding in their nationalism to lay down their arms ultimately found their deaths on the battlefield or under the headsman's ass. Axe. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Under the headsman's ass, yeah. Ass, yeah. Uh, in uh, 3004, King Dasmar of Saldanus was the first foreign king to move against Regato. As Queen Midori, uh, sorry, Mindra's sorry, brain, uh, coronation had been their victory, and the Saldonian uh, nobility would not sit idly by as it was snatched away. Unfortunately, Saldanus did not share a border with Valsirian at the time, and thus, uh, and was thus obligated to negotiate for military access with uh, Landanus or Var Varskalin. Uh, neither of which saw much advantage to themselves in Saldanus uh, rest restoring its influence over the Valsirian crown. In the end, Saldanus purchased access from Verskalen for a hefty sum of cash and an advantageous renegotiation of trade deals in Verskalen's favor. And this only for, one, for a one-time movement of troops across the borders. This limitation forced the Saldonian army to occupy a number of Valsirian cities as bases, raid uh, the surrounding countryside for supplies, and press Valsirian peasants into their ranks by forcing to make up for casualties. Predictably, these actions earned no, no love from the Valsirians, and the armed rebel forces resisted the Saldonians just as fiercely as they did the Dragatoans. Drink? 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Skara was content to lead the enemy forces weaken or let the enemy forces weaken each other while she gathered more troops from Drugato. In early winter, despite still being significantly outnumbered, she swept south without warning and quickly dislodged and exhausted Saldonians from their fortified positions, then routed them in the Battle of Arna Hill as they attempted to regroup. Afterwards, Skara's forces drove the fleeing Saldonians into a series of seven ambushes. In the last of these, Dasmar himself was shot down by arrows, and the Saldonians were at last shattered beyond recovery. The timing of this attack was deliberate for the defeated army now had or for the defeated army now had to flee across uh, countryside uh, back to Saldanus before it could regroup and deep winter set in before the soldiers could reach shelter. Most frozen to death, uh, sorry, froze to death. Goodness, my brain is dying. Uh, or deserted along the way, and Saldanus was in no position to make another attempt at challenging Dragato on its own after this. Indeed, Dasmar's death left Saldanus with its own succession crisis to settle. To pour salt on its, uh, this wound, the Valsirian court under Skara's control encouraged the states of Landonis and Varmor to each carve off a slice of territory from the weakened kingdom, which they readily did. In the following years, Dragatoan and Valsirian diplomats sought to promote uh, the idea of Valsirian political supremacy over the other kingdoms. Though the rulers of other kingdoms knew this to be a ploy to increase Dragatoan influence, some of the weaker states saw opportunity to curry favor with the rising power, while others were compelled by religious elements among their own populace to go along with it. <coughs> Excuse me. We'll go along with it. Excuse me. Uh, but the most powerful states of the time staunchly opposed Dragato's, uh, Dragato's upstart ambitions. Um, three. In 3012, King Sygraph died of illness. Skara became queen of Dragato, but chose to rule from Argondus uh, and continue her regency over Valsirian, rather than returning to her homeland. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, her eldest offspring, Prince Grav Gravoth, also died suddenly, leaving Vaskar's... Uh, Vaskar Dragato as her second eldest to become crown prince. Though Skara suspected Vaskar of causing his brother's death, no evidence of this could be found. The Vaskar uh, squarely denied his involvement. After trying unsuccessfully to elicit a confession, Skara pivoted suddenly, publicly declaring Vaskar's innocence and conferring on him the title of crown prince. In the next breath, Skara ordered Vaskar back to Dragato to direct the government of the kingdom in her stead. The two never met in person again, and all correspondence from that point on seems to have been limited to the formal exchange of orders and reports. As news of events spread abroad, Dragato's opponents objected to Skara's continuing regency over Valsirian when she ruled a kingdom of, uh, of her own. Skara's response was not only to refuse these kingdoms' demands to relinquish her regency, but to send their envoys home without their heads. This act was met in turn by a joint declaration of war by Galsirian, Marmornon, Landonis, and Saldanus, who raised their banner as the Central Coalition. This time, Var uh, Varskalen buckled easily under pressure from the four allies, allowing 
Marmornon and Saldanus to march unimpeded into the Valsirian Basin's southern pass, while Galsirian and Lindanus attack Dragato directly. While the precise battlefield tactics used in the conflict are beyond the scope of this overview, suffice it to say that King Sygraf's military uh, spending paid off here. Though still severely outnumbered, the combination of Dragato's defensive a uh, advantage, innovations in weaponry, and the skill of its fighters... Uh, oh, there's a space. Uh, fighters kept the enemy forces at bay. Perhaps most decisively... <laughs> goodness. The southern armies still had not learned to effectively fight against mounted steppe archers, whereas Dragato had long studied the southern techniques of fortification and siege by this time. Scara's own tactical acumen should also not be discounted here, for a less capable commander could have easily squandered all of these advantages. Excuse me. Goodness, I'm dying. Um, when 3012 ended... Without significant gains by the coalition, <laughs> excuse me, a number of other kingdoms entered the war on Dragato's side, seizing the opportunity to capture territory. Specifically, Marsirian uh, moved against Landonis, Varmor, and Va Van Scalen. Van? I thought it was Var. Uh, jointly attacked um, Sardonis and Brandonis struck forth into Marmornon. This allowed Dragato to focus on a major push into Marsirian, which soon buckled. Landonis collapsed next. From here, Skara led the army south and forced Saldanus to capitulate. The final settlement saw Marsirian, Landonis, and Saldanus submit as vassals to Dragato. In addition, Dragato directly annexed half of each kingdom, while the fourth of Landonis was given to Marsirian and a fourth of Saldanus was divided between Varmor and Var Van Scalen. Have I been reading it wrong this whole time? I might have been. Anyway. Marmornon escaped Dragato's immediate wrath, but was forced to cede a number of cities to Brendanus uh, to buy peace. Uh, Varskalen and Van Scalen are two different kingdoms. Oh, they're very similar, man. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, with this outcome, none were left with the power or perceived right to dislodge the Valsirian state from Dragatoan control. Even so, uh, Skara maintained her official stance as servant to the Valsirian throne, though the laws she advanced gave her ever broader authority to that role, or in that role. By the time Queen Yaren or Jaren uh, reached the age of majority in 1305, 1315, or 13, God, my brain, 3015, huh, uh, Skarin's law codes would have rendered uh, Jaren's position as uh, an almost entirely ceremonial one. Still, it became uh, Yaren's sole right at the time to ratify or reject those changes. Um, also, not to say that the two being similar is a problem or anything. It's just they're so similar that I'm, I'm uh, getting mixed up. Mm. Um, anyway, though trained in formal etiquette and ceremony from childhood, uh, Yaren or Jaren's tutors appointed by Skara had not instructed her on the finer points of statecraft. 
Indeed, Skara had ensured that Yarn, uh, I'm just gonna say Yarn, would have, uh, would never be troubled by such discomforting subjects as politics and war. Such tedious work was meant for Yarn's subjects, not the Holy Queen herself. It was unsurprising then that Yarn's first and only act as ruler was to consent to Skara's continued management of all state affairs in her name. Thus, Skara's time as regent ended with her lifelong and hereditary appointment of the title of Royal Steward of Valsirian. That was essentially the last moment in which Dragato's takeover of the Dawnlands could have been realistically prevented. <coughs> with Jarn, uh, sorry, Yarn's, uh, I don't know, official sanction, Skara's control of Valsirian became legitimate in every way that mattered, uh, and any aggression against Dragato became an act of war against the gods themselves. For the remainder, uh, the remaining decades of Yarin's life, the Holy Queen would see only a world of absolute opulence. All that she knew existed only to serve her every whim, and no trace of ugliness or sorrow was allowed to exist in her sight. Or if she ever did see it, uh, she pretended not to. She had, at any rate, no desire to change this state of affairs. In the meantime, Skara pressured most of the remaining kingdoms one by one into submission, with political force... Where she could, uh, where she could, and armed forests where she must. No single kingdom could stand against Dragato now, and those who dared to speak of alliance were quickly denounced for conspiracy. For Skara's spies went out to every quarter, so that nothing could be said without her knowing. As with Valsirian before, the uh, bureaucratic administration of each kingdom was steadily filled with Skara's chosen, uh, or chosen appointees and the power of the royal families was eroded away. At the end of Skara's life, a remnant of Marmornon, as well as Brendanus and the kingdoms of the western coast still held out independence, but all the other kingdoms had become mere puppets of Dragato. <coughs> Four. <clears throat> okay. Need some water? <laughs> I've been drinking it. I've been drinking it. Oh, okay then. Uh, <clears throat> excuse need me. Some, need some fucking motor oil then. Apparently. Um, writers of the Vas uh, Vascaran uh, dynasty almost always portrayed Skara as a virtuous and noble hero dedicated to ending the chaos of the late Dawn era. And a few, <laughs> excuse me, and the few who bucked this trend were quickly pushed out of the public life. Uh, historians of later dynasties have been less forgiving of her moral faults. In latter days, she is referred to by Dragatones as an illustrious devil, a title meant to reflect the mixed admiration and dread uh, her memory inspires. Though she is typically regarded as a villain, she did lay the groundwork for the unified Dragatone Empire, preventing potential creatures of warfare between competing states. <coughs> Excuse me. As Dragatones of much later times discovered the effects of nuclear war on... <laughs> Sorry. Nuclear war. Uh, got me there. Uh, yeah. Nuclear war on other inhabited worlds. Appreciation of this outcome became especially widespread. It's also that if I do this for too long, uh, continuously, my throat dies. Yeah, I can tell. Mm. And yet, I do a podcast. Yep. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> both interpretations of her character owe more political concern than actual fact. She would certainly resort to any brutal action she found necessary and clearly placed 
<coughs> excuse me, the strategic advantage of any action far above any moral consideration. But in this regard, she was not unique among contemporary rulers and nobles, all of whom pursued their own interest in whatever way was expedient. There's a lot more to go. I know, Lux, don't worry. In contextualizing her actions, we do not suggest that she was immune to the corrupting effect that inherently accompanies power. And, in her lifetime, she rose to the greatest height of power anyone in her world had achieved since the fall of Argondas to the Felkarai. Furthermore, she was Dragatoan, and therefore not in the habit of checking her wrath whenever it boiled over. It is unclear whether... Uh, the execution of foreign diplomats was provoked that provoked the war of uh, 3012 represented a failure to control herself as Dragato had been preparing for the war for some time beforehand. But that was hardly the only uh, known occasion where she took out her frustration violently. If Alejo needs a sec, Boo could tag in. No, I got it. Don't worry. I can't see it. I'm looking at miniatures <laughs> and playing RuneScape. That's true. This is how this goes, everyone. I read. Yep. He reads and dies. <laughs> the, other, the other two do whatever they do. Yes. <laughs> no, it's all good. I just, you know, I'm still recovering from my fucking throat being dead mm. before. It's still not fully back, but it's better. Ah. Um, <clears throat> aside from her personal conduct, Skara has often been criticized for falling to, uh, failing to prevent her step warriors from plundering cities that fell to her. Unfortunately, there was little she could have done about this, as Sygraf, uh had enticed those warriors into the Dragatoan army with the offer of that plunder, and their loyalty was contingent on that promise being upheld. <coughs> Excuse me, goodness, in truth, I might get a cough drop after this, in yeah. truth, she seems to have acti actually attempted to rein that behavior in to the greatest extent that would have been feasible, limiting what was sanctioned to the mere looting of valuables while forbidding wanton cruelty and destruction. We'll be right back real quick, sorry. Yeah, you're good. This order was widely ignored at first, and Skara provided her seriousness by imposing a death lottery on the looters, slaying around one-tenth of their number. Oh. After this, the looters generally adhered to Skara's restrictions, although perfect compliance was never fully achieved. <coughs> Excuse me, goodness. Let me get that cough drop now. It'll only take me a second. Cough drop. I meant many cough drops. Just in case. Okay, so my right, my reading is going to be a little weird now that I'm doing this, but apparently I need it. <clears throat> okay. Um. Scar's personal writings indicated that this was a big, uh, this was a subject of frustration for her. Uh, throughout the war. We should, of course, not ascribe too altruistic a motive to her in this effort, as she likely only did this to prevent excessive infrastructural damage to the conquered cities, and to avoid angering the citizens more than necessary. I was iffy on the, including the nuclear war reference, but that should give you an idea of how far the history is eventually going. That's fair. 
Um, it is impossible to say uh, whether Skara would have initiated Dragacho's southern expansion on her own. The initial incursion into Valsirian was ordered by Sygraph, and it is not clear that Skara initially supported the action. Prior to this, Skara had spent her time campaigning in the north, and had begun to prepare for a large-scale attack on the Demon Moor, which was ultimately postponed until the time of uh, uh, Skara's reign. Uh, Skara did request the assignment once the decision had been made, but her argument was grounded on the reasoning that, as the heir apparent, it was appropriate for her to take the central role in such an important venture, so that she could establish the connections and policies that would need to be carried forward into her time as a ruler. <clears throat> Excuse me. I apologize that I'm taking a little longer to read this. I'm trying to also suck on the cough drop. Uh, Sygraph had intended to conduct the operation himself, and this reminder of his mortality and advanced age was quite brazen. However, he was compelled by the logic and additionally felt that such boldness of ambition would be useful for the task at hand. Thus the king uh, acceded and passed what uh, he had considered the work of his own life onto his daughter, thereby making himself a mere footnote on her page of history. Although this sacrifice of personal glory for the good of the kingdom and dynasty is hard for many to believe, it is uh, a tendency noted to repeat among Scotland rulers from time to time. Throughout history, uh, and there is little doubt that the gods of Argondis had some hand in the design. <clears throat> They immediately set up a Stellaris Empire based on this? Hell yeah. That's cool. Um, regarding Skara's abilities as a leader, it is generally said that her true strength lay in the realm of politics, though she did not rate poorly as a military commander. In both realms, she was uh, certainly able to use the advantage uh, advantages given to her, generally avoided terrible blunders, and was able to save herself whenever uh, fortune turned against her. Her political career speaks for itself, as she was able to subjugate the Valsirian kingdom and then go on to dominate the rest of the, the Dawnlands within her lifetime. Though she eventually became too powerful for any foe to withstand, it was an uphill battle to reach that point. Uh, her military ability is harder to gauge. She could, be, she could not be called inept, but the army she initially led was her father's invention, and most of the methods she used had their origin in the minds of others. Because she lived in a time where, uh, when military rank <clears throat> in the South was typically inherited by birth, and most powerful enemies who opposed her lacked any real merit. Dragaton military tradition was influenced more by the necessities of the North uh, rank, still, oh, by the, of the North. Rank still favored heredity, heredity but the great demand was placed uh, but a great demand was placed on the highborn to be worthy of their positions and titles could be lost if sufficient competence uh, were not demonstrated <clears throat> thus while Skara was not the greatest tactician even among her contemporaries many capable officers came to her and found this uh, their place whatever she may have personally lacked in tactical skill she made up for by recognizing talent and following good advice. Five. Okay. <clears throat> let me just let the cough drop, you know, do its thing for a second. 
Ooh, okay. <clears throat> Unfortunately, Skara also created her own worst enemies through the increasingly apparent extent of her ambition and the harsh actions she, uh, she took in pursuit of it. Even as kingdoms submitted, uh, rebel forces raised their flags, threatening always to tear apart the empire she was building. Though these rebels were uh, never possessed the wealth or numbers of the central coalition, their leaders often prov uh, proved more competent, such that Skara was known to remark that they were much uh, more worrisome. Worse than rebels, however, were the traitors within Skara's own forces. As Skara's realm grew, so too grew the conspiracies among her officers. She was fortunate enough that these elements did not all act with one purpose. Some mean to return true supremacy to the Valsirian crown, others meant to restore the independence of kingdoms, and a few only wished to see Skara's life ended for personal justice or revenge. Thanks to their disunity, the various factions often tripped over each other, spoiling one another's efforts and sometimes exposing their members. Despite this, several plans came close to fruition, and Skara survived no fewer than five major assassination attempts over the course of her life before finally being brought low by a trusted general. In Skara, uh, if Skara's public life saw her steady rise to the pinnacle of the world, her private life was the opposite. Where she began her time in the world as a promising and enthusiastic Dragatoan princess, she had fallen to a mere shell of herself by the end. For every step she took forward on her road to power, she seemed doomed to lose something dear to herself. In every war she fought, siblings and close friends perished. The losses of her uh, father and eldest son have been noted, and these seem to have affected her deeply. Though Vascara lived, Skara considered him lost to her as well, and the sentiment was mutual. At some point after the Coalition War, Skara forsook the austere discipline of Dragatoan nobility and gave herself over to the hedonism of the Valsirian royal court. Perhaps lured in by Yarin herself, while this is uh, sorry, while this was a breach of the standards which Dragatoan traditional uh, tradition had held for its warrior class, with the monarch being no exception, Skara was politically untouchable at that point and beyond the legal consequences for such a failing. Instead, she drew a significant portion of Dragatoan leadership into debauchery along with herself, and Dragato uh, thereafter never rid itself of the resulting corruption. Despite being all but lost to vice and addiction before the end, Skara somehow managed to continue governing. Even though it became an increasing chore for her, perhaps her saving grace, if it could be called such, was the paranoia that took root in her thoughts early on, and grew with each betrayal she endured, until, at last, it had become all-consuming. <clears throat> because of that, abject inability to trust anyone with matters of great important, uh, import, Skara never uh, released the reins of power to retreat fully into Yaren's pleasure dome, and the ministers who may have helped uh, to supplant her uh, never got their chance. If there was another positive effect from this, it was that Skara became increasingly adverse to war, doing all that she could to achieve her ends without having to lead troops out of uh, Argondis, or send a general to win glory in her place. 
This is not to say that she gave up on warfare altogether, and she would still drag herself to the front line against anyone who is truly set to on being her enemy. Uh, ultimately, it seemed that her desire to dominate the world was still greater than any other vice she indulged. Skara survived in the state until 3026 Dawn Era. In that year, while conducting a campaign against Marmornon, uh, Skara quartered in a temple on Mount Drogon, leaving General Drox Kodo to guard the road. In the night, General Kodo's soldiers ascended, to, uh, ascended the mountain and set fire to the temple. Though Skara had spotted the soldiers approaching the, and left the temple, scouts caught her fleeing through the woods and dragged her before the general, who unceremoniously ran her through uh, with his sword, or threw on his sword, and left her body where it fell. As Kodo had served Skara faithfully for years prior, the reason for his sudden betrayal remains a mystery. Some have suggested a private love affair between the two, which ended in a fatal quarrel, while others have linked Kodo's family to a monistic order which Skara had destroyed for rebellion the previous year. Another common theory is that Kodo had grown disgusted with Skara's decline into moral depravity and could no longer stand to bend the, his knee to one he found so unworthy of the Dragatoan throne. The true answer will never be known, as the general did not survive long enough to, after the incident to tell it. Skara's death, death left uh, Crown Prince Vaskar Dragato to ascend the throne as King Vaskar. The acts of the new king will be discussed in a future chapter. Woo! It is really cool. You Very cool it. stuff. Hey. <laughs> I, uh... I have... Uh, cough drop now. <laughs> well, that's good. Yep. Uh, good stuff, Flux, as always. Mm. Um, and let's see. We'll go through a couple more and then we can just chill for a little bit. So I can okay. stop reading for a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Timothy, on uh, 152, do you hate evil PCs? Um, says. Hello, bros. It is I from the past talking about stuff from even more in the past, and oh boy, not a good video. I don't know what Guy was doing. It was kind of weird seeing Guy talk like that. I hope he is not as mad as he used to be on this topic. There was no need for that kind of venom, but I got most of my salt out during the show, so now I just wish Guy the best. Uh, I have a bit more lore now. Uh, first things first, which name is better, Wilbur or Gavin for my tabaxi character? I don't see a lot of mm. Wilburs, honestly. Um, Gavin's also pretty good. Or Galvin, personally... excuse me, Galvin. Oh, Galvin. Yeah. Um, I would personally vote Galvin just because I'm not a fan of the name Wilbur personally, that's fair, but that's just that's me. Fair. I usually gravitate towards Gs for my names, so... Um, Galvin would be my first choice if I were to make it, because, like I said, gravitate towards G. Um, so, go for Galvin, sure. I just don't see a lot of Wilbers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I saw in a video, tabaxi names are really deep and fancy sounding, such as one who brings jade from the mountains, shortened to jade for play reasons and time saving, but that came from the video I watched, so I don't really want to use that one. Uh, so those two names uh, at the front are the most fancy names I could think of. 
<clears throat> I'm open to more ideas for names after I go into his backstory if anyone wants. Um, a sunrise of brilliance can be seen over a lake of clear water, and under a few pine trees sits the smoking corpse of a campfire with two bedrolls beside it. Sitting up from the uh, from a dead sleep, uh, Star Ruby slaps himself awake and looks around. I had worse beds, he thought. Uh, he looked over at his boss, still fast asleep, flat as a starfish. Boss, wake up, yelled Star Ruby. No sound from the passed out sorcerer. Uh, instead of yelling again, Star Ruby picked up the camp and then picked up... Uh, Leroy's bedroll and all, uh, Leroy bedroll and all, and started off down the road. <clears throat> we better find food soon, thought Star Ruby. The last of the hardtack is gone, and I could really go for some mead right about now. Sometime later, <clears throat> after being carried for five miles, Leroy started to wake up, blinking his eyes. Uh, he spoke, "Let me down, if you don't mind." Star Ruby then proceeded to gently drop him, uh, stumbling around for a moment. And then shaking his head, where, uh, where the hell are we, Leroy said. About three miles from the closest town, Star Ruby stated. Looking in his bag of holding, uh, damn, where did that map go? Pulling out a large scroll and looking at it. Aha, I think this is the town where the IMO's South Branch HQ is, Leroy said, in a joyful tone. Uh, what does that mean? Star Ruby grumbled. Uh, my great-grandfather is third chair, uh, there, he said, and I have not seen him in six years. And then out of nowhere, they heard, stop that horse! The two looked ahead on the path and saw a cream-colored horse running towards them, with a skinny feline bolting on all fours after it. Uh, thinking for a split moment, Leroy said, Star, stop the horse. Uh, and like a flash, Star Ruby jumped in the way of the horse, putting both hands out to, uh, stopping the horse in its tracks. The feline, with light gray fur all over and really out of breath, made it to the pair, now on two legs. Huffing, uh, huff puff. Thanks a bunch. Huff puff. <laughs> You're a tabaxi, said Leroy. Yep, said the painted, uh, painting? Oh, panting. Uh, skinny feline, in return. You don't, uh, know how much you help me right now. I use my last gold coin on this fussy little guy. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, the fussy little guy. Um, that's a good, uh, payment for this. Uh, it could go for at least five around here, said Leroy, looking at the pack animal. Wow, you know, uh, that so quickly. Glad I didn't get ripped off. Just, uh... Just then, the horse bucked off the bag on its back, knocking a small drum and a bunch of paper with drawings on it, uh, on them. Artist, huh? Said Leroy. Th uh, the best, uh, the best I can, replied uh, the tabaxi. <clears throat> well, since you're out of money, how about I buy you a drink at the town up ahead? Said Leroy. The tabaxi's eyes opened wide. I'm liking... Uh, you guys already. And so the trio went on towards the town. Uh, well, that's all for now. I hope it was fun to read. Have a nice day. Yeah. Thanks, Timothy. I didn't read it, but it was fun to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... 
Oh my goodness, Lux, you have a, another big ol' one here. It's not it's not multi-part, so there is that. I will go through it. Here we go. So, also on Do You Hate Evil PCs, <clears throat> uh, Lux says, Personally, I'm sorry to hear how much Guy dislikes evil characters. Me too. I feel that this is quite intolerant of him, to be honest. All I've ever wanted was to incorporate the emerging capabilities of the Awakening Cosmos into my being. To bend every particle in every universe to my will, and to sweep aside all that has ever existed so that only my own dominion will stand eternally. Is that really so much to ask? Mm. <laughs> also, here's something I wish I'd remembered sooner, because it's the best counterexample to Guy I've thought so far. Bowser joins the party in Super Mario RPG. It could be pointed out that all the characters I mentioned in chat were villains who lose in their own stories, but Bowser actually joins the player's party, and the fact that he's unambiguously evil isn't a secret from the other characters. He kidnaps Peach in the opening scene of the game, and the first thing you do is go to his castle and rescue her. He doesn't die or reform at the end, either. He gets the thing he's after when, the, uh, when he joins the party, or technically when he lets the party join him. That's right. <laughs> And his motivation for working with the party remains nothing but pure self-interest throughout the whole thing. And yet, this doesn't feel disruptive and doesn't make the party any less heroic. I'll never pass up the opportunity or an opportunity to praise Bowser, as you shouldn't. Yeah. He's the best boy. Um, yeah. Even though he's an evil, evil boy, he's still best. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to the... likable. That's right. Uh, so anyway, back to the lore. I didn't get through as much as I wanted, but I had to think and rethink things a lot, which made for a slow process. This is definitely still a skeleton of a story, though with room for a lot of details to be filled in at some point. Okay. Following Skara's murder, the traitor Drox Kodo attempted to defect to Marmar... Marmormanon... Oh, shit. Yeah. That's the one. Marmornon. There we go. Uh, Queen Delsa of Marmornon initially accepted Kodo's defection, but secretly intended to trade him back to Dragato for a more favorable peace agreement. Unfortunately, excuse me, the plan was overheard and reported to Kodo, who rebelled and stormed the Queen's palace. With the royal court as his hostage, Kodo sent messengers to Bradanus, offering to sell Marmornon to that country. Klar Torok, <laughs> excuse me, was the first Dragatoan commander to react to Kodo's actions. While the other generals awaited orders, Torok uh, gathered an army with his personal resources and entered Marmornon in pursuit of the traitor. The Marmorn, sorry, Marmonian, wouldn't it be Marmornian? Eh. I don't know. Uh, military offered uh, offered no resistance, and some of their number joined forces with him as he marched on the capital city of Al uh, Alunda. Besieging the city, Torok announced that he was there for only for Kodo's head, promising to free the queen and leave the citizens unharmed. The inhabitants responded by overwhelming Kodo's guards at the gate which they threw open to allow Torox entry. Torox? Uh, sorry, Torox. Excuse me. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, it's Torok. He's there. And Torok's the brass bull. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking. Uh, uh, oh, I was thinking Turok. <laughs> oh, him. Dinosaur too. hunter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or just guy in the the newer one. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, riding into the city with uh, his best mounted fighters, uh, Torok uh, smashed through the palace gate and pierced Kodo through on his lance. Oh. Thrown into disorder, Kodo's remaining soldiers scattered from the city in flight, but were rowed down and killed to the last. With that, Tarok kept his word and departed from Argondas and pres uh, to present Kodo's head. While this was occurring, news of Skara's death reached Crown Prince Viscar, who immediately set out uh, for Argondas, where he compelled Queen Yaren to personally officiate his mother's funeral, as well as his own coronation. Vaskar was also privately informed of Kodo's flight to Marmarnon uh, and Torok's pursuit, which the king interpreted as an attempt by the latter to gain clout within the Dragatoan military hierarchy in its time of political uncertainty. Creating a center of power... Uh, around himself that could rival that of the king. Vaskar thus kept that news quiet and proclaimed an official pardon for Kodo, stating that although the general was legally uh, guilty of treason, Skara's personal conduct had become unfit for, Dragatone, uh, for a Dragatone queen, and her execution had thus been an act of patriotic loyalty to Dragato. Thus, when Torok, uh, Torok arrived... <clears throat> He was not given the expected accolades for his victory, but was seized by Vaskar's lictors to be cut down. Oh. I'm gonna pretend I wasn't also thinking about Turok. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, in my head, Galvin is a Playboy hippie artist type. Hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah. do it. Um, before the fatal blow could be struck, a large body of lords and civil officials came forth to intercede on Turok's behalf. Uh, tearing their clothes and shedding tears. Oh. Among these was a silver-haired Salu named Tumunna, uh, whose birth was too low for a surname, but whose fame as a scholar and military tactician was considerable. Having passed the Valsirian magisterial exam with high honors shortly before Skara's arrival in Valsirian, Tumunna had offered her service to the Dragatone Queen, whom she impressed with her insightful recommendations in both political and military strategy. Though Skara had always sensed a danger in Tamuna, uh, and never granted her noble title, uh, she, had all, she had promoted her rapidly through the ranks of the Valsirian state administration, and kept her always close at hand. Among the Dragatoan generals, she was well respected. Tamuna said to Vaskar, Though the queen was guilty of many faults, as you have said, Dragato rose to greatness under her rule, and her loss still grieves the soldiers. It is well enough to pardon Kodo for ju doing justice by Dragato in tradition, but his going over to uh, Delsa was treacherous, and he would have escaped retribution were he not slain where he was. Tarok acted wrongly in pursuing him without your command, but his actions were two were for uh, love of his country. If Kodo is forgiven, then surely it is right for you to forgive uh, Tarok as well. Vaskar replied, The point is well spoken. I will spare Tarok from death, but his life is owed to Tamuna, 
and he is demoted to warrant officer. Let no general march again without my command. Accepting this, the crowd departed, and so it was Tamuna rather than Tarok, who gained influence uh, with the generals. This is thought to have been Vascar's uh, design, for a Salu was not the threat to his rule that a Skalin like Tarok could have been. Though Vascar was a skilled fighter in personal combat, his abilities as a commander were far short of his mother's, and he knew that he would need to rely on gen another general to direct the army. Tamuna fit perfectly into this role, and Vascar assigned her a command of her own soon after this incident. Tamuna was first ordered to finish the invasion of Marmornon. Uh, that state had little resistance left to offer on its own, but the forces of Brindanus came forth to aid in its defense. Nonetheless, Tamuna prevailed, driving Brindanus's armies off and capturing Marmornon's city, uh, cities swiftly, thanks to the development of heavier cannons that made short work of walls and gates. In this campaign, Tamuna also made more extensive use of both light and heavy cannon in the open field than any other commander had before, devastating the Bredonian cavalry and felling many of their most notable officers. <laughs> okay. After Marmornon surrendered, Vascar at last awarded Tamuna the noble title of Countess, giving her descendants the surname of Val Tamuna. Among the lands seized from Marmornon was the Castle Cadrol outside Alunda, which was made Tamuna's personal fife, giving her the toll uh, revenue on merchants passing in and out of the capital in addition to the rents on local lands. Vascar also raised Tamuna to the military rank of Field Marshal, giving her full authority over the Dragatoan military. From here, Tafuna, uh, Tamuna excuse me, uh, went on to subjugate Brindanus, which folded swiftly with its trade network uh, cut off. Perona, Valruna, and Galruna were expected to put up a hard fight from their mountain uh, fast fastnesses, uh, but this did not turn out uh, so. As Tamuna entered uh, Perona, she learned that the defenders of a narrow ravine that led, the, uh, led to the capital had deserted their posts to protect their own villages from raids. Though some officers objected that this could be a trap, as an army sent through such a narrow passage could have been easily hemmed in from both ends and destroyed, Tamuna nonetheless sent a detachment of 5,000 troops through, which passed unopposed. Lucky. These troops barely had time to delay siege works and uh, around the city before King Clodio came out to submit. Uh, spirits in Valruna and Galruna were even worse. Uh, as soon as word of Perona's cap capitulation reached these kingdoms, they sent out their own messengers to Tamuna, offering terms of full surrender. And with that whimper, the Dawnlands at last passed under Dragato's complete dominion. Though Tamuna made no complaint, she seems to have been quite dispirited by this, as she set, sent the terms of submission along to Vascar by messenger, along with the surrounding, uh, surrendering monarchs themselves, while she herself re returned silently, silently to Cadrol and fell into a brooding malaise. What befell Shadengard after 
uh, under the Dragatone, Dragatone Ascendancy will be told soon. Whew, there you go. That's a lot. That was a lot. It's good stuff. Is there more? Uh, there's a bunch more, yeah. But uh, I'm just going to take... I thought there were six parts. Oh, no, that was the, that was the other one. How I many did... parts total are left? Oh, don't worry. There's only three more from Lux. Don't worry. I thought they what? were all from Lux. No, 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 no. What? No, 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 no. Yeah, I thought this was all Lux's world building. Oh, no, 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 no. I've just been going up through the comments. Um, oh. Some of this has been Timothy. Some of this has been uh, the other stuff that we've read about the actual oh, um, I see. videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got only three more from Lux. So, but I'm going to take a moment, take a break. We're yeah. going to talk a little bit about other stuff. Um, cause my, I, just, I just need a second. <laughs> yeah, you need your let your voice rest. Yeah, yeah. Um, a storyline I have in mind is both Galvin and Leroy have a bad past with their families due to acting different than them, but they have different outlooks on life. Fair enough. Uh, by becoming friends with Galvin, Leroy will hopefully grow and get past his shortcomings. Fair enough. Yep. Greater as a whole than as, you know, individuals. Fair enough. Um, have you seen, I want to say it's called Turbo Overkill. No. Oh, brother. Let me make sure that that is the game that I am thinking of. Okay. And then, if it is, I think that you would absolutely love Turbo Overkill. Yep, that's the one. Okay. You ever wanted to have a chainsaw on your leg? So when you slide, you slide through enemies and they get fucking jibbed? Uh, I didn't think I needed that, but I... Feel like I should experience that. Yeah. Now. Um. I've looked at gameplay and stuff of that, and my God, all of everything is so good in that game. Turbo it is Overkill. Turbo Overkill. It is apparently one of the best shooters uh, that's come out. Oh yeah, recently. there it is. Legitimately, you get Robocoped in the beginning. Well, that's cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I like the uh the art style already. Mm -hmm. It's cyberpunk plus some other stuff. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, so oh. now is it finished or is it early access? Uh, okay. I don't actually know. I think it's finished. It... Okay, it is finished now. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Because in... they yeah. they put out yeah they put and um, uh, it's from Apogee. I don't know who Apogee. Oh, is. you don't uh Duke Nukem uh 3D I think. Uh, oh, okay. And they did a lot of stuff, a lot of old games. Like, they've been nice. around forever. Um, okay. And, um... Yo! John St. Yeah, John... The chainsaw leg. Yeah, John St. John is in it. Um, he's a little AI buddy, as well as your oh, dad. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, he's your what? He's, he's your dad. dad. <laughs> nice. He does two different characters that I know of. Cool. And he does a good job. Oh, damn. Have He's not doing the Duke guns? voice, so it's like, oh, good, thank God. <laughs> you don't yeah. need to do that again. Yeah, destroy your throat. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch your balls and then <laughs> drink a drink a beer and and uh, I'm all out of balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, like time to chew, time to chew gum and eat ass, and I'm all out of ass. <laughs> I love I love those Duke Nukem quotes. No, kick gun and chew ass. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I love those Duke Nukem quotes. Kick Just gum like, and chew ass. They're yeah. so funny. 
Yeah, it's such a stupid meme, but it's such a good one though. There's so yeah, no, it's funny. really good. Um, there's that, and then there's something that's coming later on that I gotta find what the name of it is. That's another one that you might also be interested in because I'm interested in it and I can't wait. Yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm super big into fucking uh retro RPGs. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. uh shooters. shooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um, which is why Speaking I figured of... I'd let you know about that one. Yeah, I'll definitely take a look at that one. Um, you need to get um, bolt gun still, don't you? I do. Yeah, I still don't have gotten it. Gotten it myself. A bolt gun still good. Yeah, I know. I need it. Yep. It's not incredible, but it's definitely good. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, look up mouse. Mouse. Yes, mouse. The art style is fucking great. You'll okay. know it immediately. Mouse. It's a shooter as well. Oh, is it fucking... Oh, it is. It's that old, like, Mickey yep, Mouse like, fucking, yeah. like... Oh, I dig it. Yeah, cartoon It's like fucking um, Cuphead. Yes, yes, but and it's like a first-person shooter. Yeah. It's... Yeah, Steamboat Willie. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it, yeah. Steamboat Willie. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. I, I, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, my God, this looks great. Yeah. I do certainly hope that they... um change the level design because right now it kind of looks the level design looks like shit well i mean that's like proof of concept there's no like yeah 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 going on right yet so yeah like the character animations the gun animations the menus the items that all looks yep. fucking great yep uh but yeah as long as they uh start giving like uh you know steamboat willie style yeah um, exactly. environments fuck yeah yeah that's i'm really hoping because that that's essentially just well. wireframes yeah exactly it uh yeah, I saw that and I was like, "Oh, so yeah, 2024, I think something like ah, that." Ah, okay, yeah. Oh well, so. uh, release date to be announced. So oh, okay, possibly so. not even. Possibly I'm not just even. so looking forward to fucking uh, forgive me, Father Two. God, yeah, that's gonna be great. And you need to finish that as well. I do, I do. And um, uh, the new Bloodlines is coming out 2024 uh-huh. now. Which oh, okay. I actually don't have as much faith in it. Because really? it's being developed by the Chinese room, which did Machine for Pigs. Amnesia Machine for Pigs. Which now, is... Machine for Pigs wasn't terrible. I'm it was... So, this is the thing. Yeah, I, I hear that it's... I haven't played it myself, but I hear, oh, okay. I hear middling things, which makes me yeah, go, it... Bloodlines is not a middling game. <laughs> like, well, it now, can't here, be. See, now, here's the thing. Mm. The reason why it was middling is because yep. it was a different style of game from the first Amnesia. Okay. Um, the first Amnesia was very much like there's an actual, <laughs> there's me. a monster chasing me. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you've got like the weird Eldritch plot and stuff, whereas the second game didn't really have that. Uh, it was still very good. Okay. Um, do you do you intend to play that or no? Yeah, I think that that'll be a game that maybe I go through for for the stream at some point even. Oh, Just okay. Cuz like I've it's one of those games that like again, it's it's a horror game but it it again was middling so I was like what what even and I remember seeing somebody play it a little bit and then mm-hmm. I just like as I was watching it I was like well there's like nothing happening so That's yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's that's what made me go like, huh. Okay. Yeah. So the Chinese room has done a lot of really, really good games. Have um, they? Yeah, and they actually have one of the best video game composers in the entire industry. Oh, really? 
Uh, I forget her name. Um, let me see. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. The Chinese room composer. What is her name? Jessica Curry. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. So Jessica Curry is uh, extremely talented. Um, let me see. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can find the music. Yeah, it is a song. Uh, well, I was just gonna say, um, because the Chinese room, at least on Steam, we only have like four games, which is the Machine for Pigs. Everybody's mm -hmm. gone to the Rapture, which I remember that one being nothing. It's yeah, fucking that a walking sim. Also, yeah, Dear Esther, walking sim of nothing, which I don't yeah. know why it has mostly positive. I've never heard of Little Orpheus. This is new to me. Yeah, I've and never then heard of Little Orpheus. Still Wakes the Deep, also something I've never heard of ever. Yeah, those are a lot of very uh, cerebral games. Uh, so, so I it's wouldn't very... call Dear Esther, and everybody's gone to the rapture cerebral. I just call them walking sims with no purpose. Oh, do they not have much of a plot in that one? No. Or at least Dear Esther is Because I know like... that Dear Esther has... it's. That's what I'm saying. It's very cerebral, where it's all about... Um, it is about something. It's just yeah, you but... really have to dig deep for the meaning. That's the problem. I guess. Uh, but... And so games like that don't tend to do very well. well um, I don't know, man. That... Like, Gone Home is really good. Like, if you've played Gone Home... It it's all walking sim and and um its story is told via like notes and stuff and that was actually one that got super fucking memed on by story mode. Yeah, I know, but they're wrong. So, <laughs> Gone Home is really good. <laughs> eh, I saw the story; it it did not look all that good to me. But... Gone Home is is at least a good game. I'll I'll okay. I'll give it that, but it's got at least more interactivity as well than fucking dear esther <laughs> okay. well i've never played any of them and i've only seen that one yeah so yeah um uh, but you were saying something about uh yeah, there's a song oh whoops so it's not gonna really i would have to explain the story mm -hmm. a bit but this is the song. This is a song. I'm going to send it to you specifically. Sure. Um, it's just called Mandus, which is the name of the main character in the in the game. Uh, that plays at the tail end of the game. And without being able to explain the story, it's just going to sound pretty. But if you play through the game and you get to that point and you see the you know the story you hear what's being said during that moment it's a very very powerful and emotion filled song at okay. that point yeah I mean it sounds really good it's very nice and and the thing is she she just does a lot of really fantastic music so I'm yeah, hoping sure. that the music will be good but I I guess now that I know that that's what they do I had always heard like rave reviews about their games I didn't realize they were just really? very very cerebral walking sims oh yeah that is a little bit worrying but like way back even when they came out nobody like eat like fucking remember total biscuit um yeah yeah, he even would cover them, and, like, like he's usually pretty, you know, he's pretty honest with his stuff, and every mm -hmm. time it was just like, well, I mean, 
there's a story here, but there's like nothing. <laughs> ah, you know, like sure, yeah. it's, it's cerebral to a degree, but if you have to dig so deep to find yeah. anything, then that's it's the like, problem. Then it's like, well, it's not cerebral. Then it's just you, you really need to fucking like you have to go out of your way to do it. You know, it's not yes, like that... connecting anything. You know, mm-hmm. which yeah, sucks. that's the problem. Yeah, that's why I because... say Gone Home is better because it actually like. You, you understand the story, like, from the beginning. and Ah, okay, yeah, you know what, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, like, and, like, the other thing is with story mode and, and internet historian, he's got some particular tastes. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> so, usually when he says something's not good, if it's not something that's very obvious, um, I, I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, what? Because what? <laughs> when he said that, I remember listening to him say that about Gone Home and memeing on it, and I was like, oh, okay, weird. <laughs> Nah. But it's not his type of game, so I get it. Yeah. Um, I hear the song. Yeah, I played it for a little bit. Yeah, it yeah. sounds really nice. It's a very pretty song. Uh, if you look, see, if you, man, I wish I could explain the story, right. but I yeah. can't. No, I got you. It's it's something but, that I'll have to experience myself. Yes, it is really fun. is something you have to experience. Yeah. Or if you were to watch a playthrough of it, you would right, get the exactly. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, instead of uh, a machine for pigs being more direct horror where, you know, you've got the orb and shit, mm. it's a lot more psychological uh, mm. and it's a lot more psychological dread, really. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it is um, it is good. It's just not what people were expecting from an amnesia game. Mm. So that's why, you know, it's kind of like... Um, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, okay. It's like you. that, where it's very good. It's just, you know, the audience wanted something else. Yeah, kind of when the title says Amnesia or Halloween, you would kind of expect something. Yeah, um, you kind of expect that kind of... You expect what you got from the first game, which was a fucking groundbreaking, you know, like, game of the year kind sure. of thing. Yeah, and, and even if they didn't do exactly that again, it could have just been something similar. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is why... You know, it's usually yeah. why you use a, a name title or, uh, or a brand title and you go with it to promote your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't work out, then usually that's kind of a point of it because it's like, yeah. oh, well, we expected something because you like it's like somebody takes the name Aliens. Yeah. And uh, they make Alien uh, fucking Resurrection or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, OK, well, huh. Yeah, what a shame. Even Alien 3 was, like, fine. Like, it's not great, but it's fine. Yeah. You know? Um. And then, like... And then you go and you fucking... You play Soma, and you're like, oh. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is what Amnesia was. Yeah. It was this. And that one's, like... That one's really good, too. It's got Yeah, it's got its own shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Did you like ever play Soma? Or existential. I, I've watched Soma. I've watched all of Soma. I would love oh, to so play through it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to play through it just to have it myself of like my own experience through it. Because even though I I remember a lot of it, it's still really damn good. Yeah. No. It's it's fantastic the, because of the whole like you understand like what they're going for yeah. with it, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. so good. Like it's very good. It fucks with me because <laughs> that's one of those things of like, if that was the case, then I would have the question of, oh, God, is this am I me? You know, uh huh. And like, that's that's the point. So yep. 
Because it's not. Yeah. I remember when people were shitting on it because they were like, "Oh, the monster's like nothing," and it kind of just comes out. And that's it's like, yeah, that's not. And I'm point. like, "Oh, cool. Yeah, that's not it. Cool. That is not the. That is not what is scary in yeah, this. <laughs> exactly. People were like thinking about Amnesia One, right? And they were like, "Oh, the monster. That's the." And but it's like, yeah, but there's a little bit more going on here if you just like pay attention. Yeah. And <laughs> what's going on is significantly scarier than just yes. Booga Booga Big Monster. Yes, exactly. That's why like, Soma is a great fucking game. <laughs> like, God Great damn. story. Fuck. Yeah. Um, Terrifying. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. Um, yeah. And it's not fucking, uh, what was the, Rebirth with its fear flashes. <laughs> God, yeah. I fucking own that game because of Humble, and, it, and there's times where I go, hey, Humble, why'd you do this to me? <laughs> By the way, have you played the bunker? No, I haven't. Um, is that, is that, how much is that, actually? Uh, I don't know, actually. Let me look. Oh, so I didn't intend- 25 bucks. Okay. I didn't intend to play it. Yeah. Um, but my god, I'm so glad I didn't buy it. Oh, really? Because the gameplay is good. Like, okay. what I've seen, or what I saw, I saw a guy who did, you know, the, the guy I was talking about who did um, Thinking City and uh, Dark Corners of the Earth. Oh, how he does yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. He did all the Amnesia games as well. Gotcha. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be playing the bunker. Not because I, I don't have anything against Amnesia. It's fine. I just don't really care. It's just not one of the ones I seek out, like yeah, Fatal Frame. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my god, the ending in that game fucking sucks. Oh, really? Yeah, the ending is ass. <laughs> and it's sad, because oh. I'm like, god damn, the whole thing was really good up until right here. Mm. And it's the ending, and it's like, god damn, this mm. sucks. <laughs> this is like the lamest fucking ending you could have come out with in regards to this. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, and it's such a shame. Because it's good. Yeah, this, thing is, this thing is, like, high reviews. Yeah, no, it, it's good. Just... I, I see that uh, it's an AI-driven monster, which, I mean, aren't they all, technically? <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, you would... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's got, like, a learning thing to it. Might, it. Maybe yeah, that's it what they mean. something like that. Um, finding tools, crafting items, and keeping the lights on. Okay. Um, yeah. World War One bunker. Mm, and you're playing as the French, which is the real horror. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's actually all the memes are about. I'm it's sure. Like, oh god, yeah, I'm that makes the... sense. <laughs> that's all the comments on Steam. Um, but yeah, no. Um, <laughs> uh, I just love that it says that it's from the makers of Soma and Amnesia. It doesn't mention either of the other Amnesias. Well, I mean, yeah. That's interesting to me. Well, I mean, technically, a, a machine for pigs was made by a different studio. That is true, actually. So, You're right. You're right. It wouldn't be that. mentioned. But uh, I thought, so I thought fucking uh, they did Rebirth. Justine. Well, I thought Rebirth was no. It was the same fucking people with Rebirth. They just don't want to. Oh, was... They just don't want to talk about that game. <laughs> That's fair. And because... Justine was like so tiny. Yeah. And because they, <laughs> they also fucking said fear flashes and fuck me. Why would you ever say that? It's not ah. jump scares. It's fear flashes, dude. That's different and so not annoying. Yeah, it's better, obviously. Duh. Yeah, it's not loot boxes. It's not gambling. It's oh, surprise mechanics. Oh, that's the one, too. Yeah, exactly. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Fuck dude. off. Dude. 
So we need to do System Shock. We need to finish System Shock. Yes. Because I want to play Fatal Frame or watch you play Fatal Frame. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because, my God. So now, I have seen Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, I want to say, like, 14 fucking years ago. Long time ago. Uh, it was one that was released on the Wii in Japan and then never ported, uh, and it's fair. only recently been ported and translated. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember it being good. It was completely fine, and actually, one thing that was interesting is that uh, you've played the games before, yeah? Uh, I've seen them. I've never okay. played one. So you know the camera obscura and yes. all that. Yes. You actually get um, a... Sometimes in some of the games you play as two different characters and you kind of like swap between them. Right. Yes. Um, like in Fatal Frame 2, there's a pair of twins yeah. and you play as both twins sometimes or one of each of the twins. And in this one, there's actually a guy that you play as and he doesn't get the camera obscura. He gets a flashlight. Oh, yeah. And you like blast the flashlight at something. You like turn it on to like maximum oh, power. Like uh, like Alan Wake. Uh, not nearly as slow and annoying as Alan Wake. Um, <laughs> you don't have to, like, shine it at them and yeah. then do it, like, for, like, five minutes, and then you get to damage them. You yeah. just aim it at them, and then once they're close, you just boop, and then that's it. Oh, okay. It's like huh. firing a bullet. It's the same way, you know, when you twist the lens of a flashlight and focus the beam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine it like that. Okay. Um, and it's way more powerful, but it's uh, more limited in ammo, I think it was. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that was interesting. That was the first time. That's actually the first time you ever get to play as a guy in the entire franchise. Weird. Yeah. Um, it's all the the schoolgirls. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Gotta, I mean, honestly, because the thing is, it works. Oh, yeah, I see him. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, this guy, uh, this guy looks like, um, looks like he's fucking an older man. Oh, really? Yeah, like... Show me a uh, picture. Hold up. Uh... You can put it in table talk, I don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's fucking bear with the sharks for arms, dude. Um, I just... It's fucking... Fucking... Yeah, give me the full-size version in my browser. Sure, do that. Well, just do a... You can just do a screenshot with light shot. That's easier. Oh, that's yeah, that's what I true. do. Yeah, well, I've had to learn to do that to get example images to my Fiverr guy because yeah, sometimes that's true, that's I can't. True. Sometimes uh, Fiverr just does not like images. True. Yeah, uh, I I don't have my ah. uh, light shot writing right now. Yeah, and he's <clears throat> something like twenty four to twenty seven, something yeah, like that. He definitely looks older. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember his name or anything about him. I just remember him being a, the guy that gets yeah. the flashlight. Right. Uh, and um, I don't know anything at all about the new one, except that uh, you can have slightly see-through clothes if you get wet. No, boy. <laughs> yeah, I was... Well, we... Yeah, we did it. Of that. We did it, Japan. We did we it. Did we it. were creepy again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make Japan pervy again. <laughs> They never stopped. They never stopped. Kojima um, saw to that. <laughs> uh, surprise supplies. <laughs> surprise mechanic. Um, yeah. Can you do a y- can you do Yakuza on stream? Yeah, absolutely. At some point. Oh my god, for sure. I love. I have all the games. Like mm. they have been things that I've acquired through humble slash my own purchases. Like Yakuza is great. 
and I've never played Yakuza, but I've seen all of Gintama, oh, so I know what it's about. Brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, like, I played all of Zero myself, and that was really fun. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing that fucks with me is, um, yeah, God bless Japan. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, the only thing that fucked with me is that there's a uh, secret boss in Zero, and I was on hard, or the hardest, oh. and fuck me, I can't beat it. Makes oh, me upset. That's... That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's so... It, it is legitimately bullshit, like, that fight, so... Ow. Um, is that the one that that's... You... Is that the one that's on top of the building? Or no? No. No, no, no. Okay. This is a secret... Cause... Secret, just, like, guy in a fucking, uh, like, a, like, a weird arena. Okay. Because I, um... I watch a guy on YouTube called 47, just the mm -hmm. number 4 and 7, oh. and he does, uh, Twitch... Yeah, I was talking and telling you about him earlier or before. Um, the Twitch streamer Rage clips. Oh, that's right. Yep. And one of the clips was uh, a guy raging at a boss in Yakuza, and he was fighting him like on top of what looked like a skyscraper or something. Oh, that's like that could be any because you fight on the Nakatomi Plaza, like or whatever the fuck it is, all the time. Nakatomi Plaza is um diehard. Never mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What the fuck is the... There's a specific, like, building that is always, like, a thing in every yeah. Yakuza game. Hold on. Ah. It's just uh, the building where everybody fucking fights. It, it's... Well, so in the... In Zero, it's not even built yet. Uh -huh. uh, which is cool, because you have that continuity. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, later on... Um, the Millennium Tower. That's the one. Ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he was fighting Kiryu or something up there. Probably somebody like because I know that's a thing that you can, but um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's usually it's usually a place where they'll throw off their shirts and have a big fight. Yes. So because yeah. Yakuza is great, I love Yakuza. So oh much. yeah, no, dude, like <laughs> I I believe it because it's so I much know, fun. like I've seen clips. It's exactly like what Gintama is like. Yeah, yeah. No, it's and it's, it's so just much that fun. absolute ridiculous like batshit. Yeah. The story it's, it's itself great. tries to take itself real seriously, and, like, it's good at it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Um, but all the fights and stuff are still fucking hilarious, and, like, yeah, all and the then, side stuff can be really fucking funny. So. Yeah, and you've got fucking, like, Essence of Orbital Laser from yes. one of them. I don't remember which oh, one I'm it was. Oh, I'm sure. It doesn't surprise me. Fucking hell. Yeah. yeah the, I think it was the newer one. Fucking when you're in zero and you you see the you see the, like the people doing their their styles and then you, you just zoom in on Kiryu real quick and he says that's rad yeah dude <laughs> it's so I great love, I love the fucking the meme where it's like someone's punching somebody yeah and then they cut to that that's rad yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah. punching an innocent yep. man on the street yep that's rad <laughs> that's rad <laughs> yeah dude it's the best it's really yeah fun. i love the one uh that where you can like fucking do a race car against a guy oh yeah like a little yeah yeah dude it's the um oh fuck what's it called uh pocket racers Yes, yep, that. Yep. I I did that all throughout in zero, and it comes back in one, and I didn't even realize. And it's the same guy who's running it, and everything. They have continuity. It's fucking great. Oh yeah, no, dude. And um, what was the other one? Fuck, there was another one that was really funny. Oh, answering the phone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> moshi moshi. <laughs> After a yeah. dramatic fucking. Uh, taking the receiver off. Yeah, dude. Uh, and so also fun. the one where you're like apologizing, you like jump ten feet in the air, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the yeah, cow yeah. tower, whatever it is. Yeah. It's oh man. There's so much fun like uh side stuff in those. 
I think if you ever had the time to watch it, I know you probably wouldn't. You would dig the shit out of Gintama. Sure it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, I'm sure I would. It's just one of those things of time, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It's um. God. <laughs> Yakuza is so for good. I've never even played it, and I know it's super good. Oh, yeah. And I also fucking love how badass uh, uh, Majima is when he fights. Yes. With oh, some so of the cool. styles. So fucking cool. I don't know which style it is. Maybe you know. The one where um, I saw it in a experts react okay and they had like martial artists yep i was reacting to uh majima fighting and instead of blocking like a roundhouse kick he just takes his pistol and shoots him in the fucking leg <laughs> like mid kick it's like dude oh i don't know which one that would be um but yeah no it's majima's great yeah everything yeah, no, majima dude, does is great. great he's he's yeah. a fucking character and i love him yeah he, he he's fucking he loves, is like he, the um the mascot almost almost oh, no Kiryu's definitely the mascot but that's just because he's been there for so long and he's yeah. like the main character um most of the time and then yeah. uh and then Majima's definitely like that second absolutely because fucking hell he's so silly <laughs> yeah I, I love out of the fucking sewers and shit yeah Majima is <laughs> everywhere dude he's everywhere um he is uh yeah um you get to play as him in zero and you get to see his origin and it's actually pretty like like tragic actually mm -hmm. i i believe it oh it's really good like yeah him then you see him embrace that persona that he's always flaunting and like uh-huh with the just, bat shit yeah it's and like it's a persona <laughs> like it's not yeah. it's not him and i'm like damn yeah, that's great. And the thing that the thing that's really interesting is I saw I don't remember where the fuck it was, but there was like an interview with one of the game, like the writers or something. Yeah. And they were like he was answering the question of like, when did this change actually happen? Why did he change from yeah. like like serious to this batshit guy? It's like, yeah. when did that change actually happen? It's like literally right there. Yep. When he goes Kiryu Chan, literally yep. then. Yep, exactly. It's yep. fucking, it's so great. And, like, you you see the whole reason behind it, like, throughout that whole story. And it's like, once he gets to that point, it's like, oh, I, I have to do this. Because it's mm -hmm. the only way to, to, like, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> yes. Let's <Yeah>. go. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Nish, Nishkiyama, Ki, excuse me. Nishkiyama ah. is also good. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. Um, mm. literally, like, all the characters are, like, interesting, which is something you need to have if you're gonna have a big character action game like that. Mm. <clears throat> um, fucking, I, like I said, I played Zero on Hardest, and, like, it took me, like, for the first boss fight, it took me so many tries, because it's fucking hard on hard, dude. Like, mm. and I loved it. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. I got mad, of course, but like, oh, yeah. oh man, it just but made me feel of mad where you just want to keep trying. Yes. And it made me feel so good when I beat it. And then I was like, because that that's before you get like two of the styles, I think. Um, ah. and, or have them be up very, very high. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just had to fucking. I had to get good, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it was so satisfying because I was just like, that was me yeah. and Remnant too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I tell For you sure. that story or no? 
Uh, I, where I just probably. had to, I, there's, uh, an item or a ring you can get called the black cat ring. Yeah. And when you hit, when you die, you're kept alive for, uh, uh at one HP. Yeah. And then it can't trigger again for two minutes. Basically I was leaning on that to learn the boss, but after I kept kind of dying in the same spots and I'm like, right. you know what? This ring is not helping me. I got to take this off and I just got to force myself to get better and that's yeah, what i yeah. did yeah. and then once i understood the vast majority of the attacks i put it back on and i was able to win yeah 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 exactly it's always satisfying it, it feels really yeah good. Mm -hmm. that was such a that was a fun game to beat on uh apocalypse hmm. i'm glad i was able to do it i didn't know oh, I was yeah, gonna, if i was going to be able to <laughs> Uh okay, let's let's get some more comments down. There's not a, not many left, um, okay. and then and then we'll be good for the evening, okay? Um, Tachibana's death hit me hard in zero. Yeah, dude. Mm. Tachibana's great. Uh okay, so uh Rico on uh 152 says. I'm not sure which is funnier. The dude who said that people who cheat at rolling dice should have their hands cut off whine about other people playing evil? Or him going from zero to Godwin in like five seconds? Never change, guy. Never change. Zero to Godwin? I'm not into I think that's a I think that's an Elden Ring reference. Let's ah. find out. Godwin. Elden. So I assume it's just um, let's see. What was this whole thing? I don't know. Yeah. I never played it. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. But I assume it's just that turn. Yeah. Um, not... Oh! Wait, no. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was the, the reference that he made. Of, uh, the bad man's. <laughs> oh, suddenly <laughs> i'm not sure yeah. um been a great time by the way thank you yeah. um <clears throat> and then on uh session 57 of oh. devils and dice the is most that recent one recent one. i don't remember <laughs> the most recent one yeah okay <laughs> uh uh normal 9253 says damn yeah okay Look up Godwin's Law? Oh, is that it? Oh, oh Godwin's Law. Okay, oh. let, let me find it. Godwin's Law. Thank you. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bad man thing. Ah. I see. Ah, it's because of the comparisons of people to the bad man. Mm -hmm. Oh, the bad mm -hmm. man. Yes, yes. Okay. The one from the rap battle with Darth Vader. That's right, yes. <laughs> exactly that. Yes. Actually, you know what? Fucking, I, I gotta say this. Yeah, I yeah. told, I said this to Brogan. He doesn't agree, and I think he's a fucking moron for not oh. agreeing. So, uh, The Bad Man versus Darth Vader 3. Have you seen that one? No, I've not watched, like, much uh, of those. Okay. Well, um, not really there is a, it's fucking bars. Uh, oh, I'm sure. It and it's absolutely amazing. It's from Darth Vader, mm -hmm. um, and the the lyrics are um, 
Let me paint you a picture, son. Portrait of a bitch after World War I. You were stirring up the fears of the German people, telling the world that the Jews were evil. You wrote a little book, got them fired up. Had a beer hall push, got them fired up. But when your bunker started getting fired up, you put a gun in your mouth and fired up. And I'm like, <laughs> yo! <laughs> That's one of the best verses they've ever done. That's pretty good. And Brogan yeah. doesn't think so. I'm like, what the f- fuck oh man it's like oh they're repeating the same words it's like yeah but they're changing the fucking context and yeah, it's incredible that's kind of like how it how rap works yeah <laughs> you can you can do that like that's yeah, a part can, of it yeah you can absolutely use the same fucking words as long as you change the context like yeah. rhyming the word today and today still works it just needs to be you yeah. have to change the context exactly like and I could, God damn, that's good. Yeah, I could understand it if it was like lame. <laughs> but yeah, it's, but no, it's not that's lame. fire. No, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> boost spitting fire. That's right. Yeah, no, no, that um, was Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then uh, Timothy on one fifty three, the sixth reading of Garibay's ten DM bullet points, uh, his demandments, if you will. Uh, hello, bros. Hello. Hope everything is going well. Not much lore for me right now. Plus, if I make a short one, maybe that will help Alejo's voice when he reads all the backed-up comments. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> also, I'm waiting on a little feedback on a few things for my last lore drop, like the name of my tabaxi character, before I move forward with writing. Uh, well, there you go. I'm really excited to see how you guys like it. Um, oh, right, Garibay. I kind of forgot about him for a sec. Um... I got nothing. I mean, I got tons, right? <laughs> Insert long and smart review of the video ending with a super funny joke. And there you have it. I will be here all week. Have a nice day. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, what what's there to say? <laughs> when when yeah. we do a Garibay episode, whatever it is, what's there to say that isn't always already said? Yeah, there's not. <laughs> like, yeah. Um... And then on the final Shadow of Loathing. Oh uh, my god. Long live Boxcar the Turtle from yeah. Timothy. That's right. What a, what a shame. Long may he reign, but he's not as good as Skabopple, unfortunately. Yeah, no, Skabopple's just broken. Yes, sir. All right. Now for the final three Lux comments. All together. Here we go. Oh just, boy. Let me just do the read, read more on all of them, and I'll just go through. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. One. I've written a lot of words since last time, so we'd better just dive into it. Fair enough. With the last rival state subjugated as of Dawn Era 3029, Vascar Dragato petitioned Jaren to uh, bestow him the title King of Kings. This action was both legally and symbolically consequential. Previously, the de defeated states had been formally subject, uh, subject to Valsirian, with Dragato simply foremost among them. Walskara and Vaskar um, exercised authority over them in Yarn's name. With this move, Vaskar's rank became higher than the other kings, with only the Holy Queen remaining his superior. Excuse me. Thus, Vaskar could now impose himself as the direct feudal overlord uh, uh, to kings, uh, to the kings. By Yarin's edict, this was uh, commanded and done. 
While most of the kingdoms were by now utterly complacent, the newly subjugated western states ranked... Rankled? <laughs> ranked, I assume. Uh, oh, no. Rankled at this act. I've never seen that word. Rankled? Ah, uh, yeah, it's essentially like, you know, ruffled. Yeah, rebuked, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Or like f uh, feathers were ruffled. It's that oh, kind of thing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It was, um, they bristled and stuff like that. Ah. Uh, catching the wind of this unrest, Timuna journeyed to Argondis and advised Vascar to exempt the Western king to, uh, kings from the edict allowing them to remain as direct subjects to uh, Yarin for the time. After their nobles were won over and their state administrations made compliant, then Vascar could make himself liege to their kings. But Cedrin Dragato, a brother of Skara, who, became, uh, who had become military, uh, chief military advisor to Vascar, spoke up in outrage. Tamuna wishes only to delay our lord's plans. It is known to all that she desires greater glory in battle, and this is why she was dejected when Valruna and Galruna surrendered without contest. She would have you wait until these states take up arms against so that she might return to the field. Let her be dismissed and slay her for her insolence. Tamuna replied, If the chief advisor desires my death, I resign my military post and will withdraw from public life. But the... Western kingdoms will be uh, will rebel if pressed in this manner, and I wished only to prevent unnecessary violence. Tearing her robes, uh, her robe, and surrendering her seal of command, Tamuna returned again to Kadrol. Perhaps influenced by Tamuna's warning, though likely already planning to do so, Vaskar placed uh, Cedrin in general command of the army and sent him west to guard against rebels. Uh, he also ordered all of the kings to move to Argondis and rule under his supervision, constructing the Moon Palace as their compulsory place of residence. Vaskar's own residence was known as the Sun Palace, and Yarin's was the Star Palace. Oh. Passing near Alunda, Cedrin uh, diverted from his course and besieged Kentral. But Tamuna, hearing of the army's approach in advance, had dismissed the sa staff and fled into the mountains of Varskalin. Cedrin therefore found only an empty castle, and he had to content himself with the plunder of what few valuables had not been already been taken by the servants. Though the western kings were contained, the nobles soon began to rebel one after another. It is thought that, the, that a no-star mercenary captain named Kiran Atani uh, had a hand in this, influencing the nobles from the shadows and secretly building a conspiracy among them. Her reason for this is unknown, but given her profession, simple profit could easily have been the motive. Whatever the case, after the few uh, first few uprisings, more and more broke out faster than Cedrin could put them down. These rebels soon began working together, and in the year 3032, a vast and well-armed force met Cedrin's own and routed him, beginning a war that historians have named the Western Uprising. Recalling Cedrin to Argondas, a furious Vascar first stripped him of his rank, uh, of rank, uh, for his failure, and then uh, had him struck down for his callous attack on Timuna. Some weeks passed before Timuna could be found, in which time the rebels laid such a hold on the west that it was almost like their kingdoms had never been conquered. 
When Tamuna was at last located, Vaskar went to her in person and uh, to plead for her return. She agreed, and Vaskar reinstated her as field marshal, also giving her the city of Mycot, where stood the Valsirian Magisterial Academy as a new fife. Taking command of the army, Tamuna restored order and led them against uh, again into uh, to battle. In summary, this war lasted six more years, uh, with many gains and losses on both sides, and numerous tactical innovations made over its course. As in Scar's time, the rebels Tamuna faced proved more dangerous than the state armies that had come before them. In later centuries, legends would be told of the most skilled leaders and warriors who showed themselves among the rebels, portraying them as either heroes or anti-heroes depending on the, the political purpose behind those stories. Uh, Kirin was foremost among these, rising to prominence and uh, with her strategic and political abilities. At the end, uh, at the height of the war, uh, there were some who thought she would establish the first no-star-ruled kingdom to ever exist in the world, and this hope drew a great many no-star soldiers uh, to her cause. Tamuna is reported to have once compared Kiran to Skara, stating that the two were the only true heroes of their age. If she could not be overcome, Tamuna claimed to believe that Kiran could ultimately topple the Dragatone hegemony um, altogether and send the entire world back into chaos. However, Tamuna always maintained that her own abilities and the strength of the Dragatone forces were sufficient to overcome the rebels. How confident she truly was in either of these claims is hard to say. Oh, this just popped up in my head, but my favorite epic rap battle bars are Edgar Allan Poe. Fair enough. Ah. Uh, the stories most commonly told are those in which Kiran tripped Tamuna up and frustrated her plans. But the preponderance of tactical victories actually favored Dragato. This was due to the defensive stance Tamuna favored, which was owed to the healthy fear she had of the rebel generals and of their... Uh, the special fervor with which the No-Star fought for Kiran. Uh, Tamuna's strate uh, true strategy lay in the manipulation of internal politics among the rebels, whereby her agents secretly encouraged influential but, otherwise, uh, but unwise nobles to clamor for attack, thereby wasting rebel resources and manpower in the resulting ass assaults on Dragatoan positions. Unfortunately, similar, clam similar clamor uh, happened naturally in Argondas, forcing Vaskar to dismiss Tabuna from command on more than one occasion and replace her with more bellicose. Uh. Bel that's something I've never seen before. Ooh, that's a new word. I like that. Yeah, that's not one I'm familiar with either. Uh, actually. Bellicose. Yeah. Demonstrating aggression and willingness to fight. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. In this context, I understand. Um, uh, with more bellicose officers. Uh, when these officers would invariably suffer disaster, Vaskar would again restore Tamuna, but these setbacks resulted in the loss of ground she had taken and prolonged the war significantly. Fortunately for Tamuna... Uh, Dragato had significantly more manpower to spare than did the rebels. 
<laughs> Lux teaching us new words. Yay. I know, right? <laughs> um, I will make you learn things. Thank <laughs> you. Um, as the war proceeded, the strategy had its intended effect. One by one, Kieran's best officers fell in battle or defected, and the common will to fight against Dragato, uh, Dragato slowly but surely dried up. In the war's fifth year, 3037, Timuna judged that the rebels had declined sufficiently in strength, and so she swept into Bredonis with an army of her own best veterans. Kiran attempted to mount a defense personally, but poor morale and a shortage of skilled officers prevented her from executing her tactics efficiently. Or effectively. With her army crumbling rapidly, Kiran withdrew into the uh, western mountains and took up position in the fortress of Dagnar. Although Timuna herself later defended Kiran's abilities, perhaps to make herself look better, the sudden loss of Bredonis was a devastating blow to her reputation at the time, and her influence declined severely. In the wake of her fall from grace, several competing factions arose to fill the power vacuum, and the rebellion was thrown into complete disorder. Timuna capitalized on this with another rapid push, and the western kingdoms had soon... Uh, Fallen as well. Two. Take a drink. Yep. Um, Kiran held out for a last stand at Dra uh, Dagnar with her remaining no-star fighters who still fought as fiercely as ever. The first attempt to capture this fortress in the winter of 3037 ended in failure. Although Dragatoan cannons quickly uh, breached the walls, the elite division sent in to assault the fortress was overcome by the defenders, who then sailed uh, or sallied out and attacked the remaining siege force. At that point, the Nostar quickly gained the upper hand, and the Dragatoans were almost completely destroyed. Kamuna herself barely escaping being pursued alone through the forest for several days by her own account. With enemies coming along, uh, or coming almost within reach of her several times, but before she could be captured, riders from a nearby garrison came up and drove off her pursuers. Oh, I'd have to drill down into a full story to show tactics, so this is all mostly on the political level. No, you're good. Don't worry about it. Um... After this failure, the nobles in Argondis again clamored for Timuna's dismissal, as there were many among them who wanted to claim the final victory for themselves. Vascar delayed as long as possible, but was eventually compelled to issue the Order of Recall. Koldra Sarn was the noble chosen to take Timuna's place, although Vascar only gave her the rank of general. But when Koldra arrived to take command, Timuna had her thrown out of the camp and detained in a nearby peasant's hut for her protection, stating that her dismissal would not be in effect until it was delivered by Vaskar's messenger. <laughs> Meanwhile, soldiers and officers conspired to delay that messenger at every step along the journey, and the messenger therefore did not arrive until six months later. <laughs> Fair. Mm. Um, in that time, Timuna organized a new army. In the summer of 3038, during a spell of dry weather, she moved against uh, Dagnar again. Though the messenger caught up with her en route, 
Uh, she again rebuffed Coldra's attempt to take command, stating that a general on the march cannot receive orders from the palace. <laughs> Coldra's protests failed to sway the officers, who continued to follow Timuna's orders. <laughs> I don't know why, it's just comical to me <laughs> at this point for that those little things. Yeah. Um, rather than ascend Mount Dagnar to attack the fortress directly again, the Dragatones at this time surrounded the base of the mountain and set fire to the forest. Dry underbrush carried the fire to the top of the mountain, and the Nostar quickly found themselves in the midst of the Inferno. In a desperate bid, Kiran rushed down the mountain with all of her soldiers, hoping to cut through the encirclement but her charge was blunted by a hail of bullets and canister shot, and the Dragatone's spears held firm wherever she turned. Seeing no escape, Kiran offered to surrender herself on the condition that her soldiers would be spared. But Tamuna refused this, and the Nostar were again driven by gunfire back into the burning woods. At the end of the, her wit, Kiran attempted several more charges without success but was eventually pulled down from her mount and garroted. All the oh. remaining Nostar perished soon after. Fair enough. With that, Tamuna finally surrendered her seal of command to Kuldra, <laughs> allowing her the honor of leading the troops on their walk back to Argondas. In an act of spite, <laughs> Kuldra had Tamuna bound and shackled for this journey. Before any soldier could show hesitation in this, Tamuna told them to carry it out, and so it was done. That's right, bitch, you don't got the real power. <laughs> um, on arriving to Argondas, Kuldra tried to claim credit for the victory, but every soldier's word was against that claim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just funny. Um, when questioned, however, Tamuna said that it was true. Kuldra then testified that Tamuna had not relinquished command as ordered, but Veskar then asked how it was possible for Kodra to have been in command in the final battle if this was so, and she had no answer to this. Hmm. Timuna was thus allowed to go free and restored to her military rank. Veskar sen uh, censored um, Kodra for false testimony and ordered her to throw herself from the highest parapet of the Sun Palace. <laughs> Pretty good. That's right, bitch. <laughs> That's called manipulation right there. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, so uh so uh yeah, you 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 beat the battle. Oh, you you won. Oh, but she was in command? She never gave you the title, but how did you do it then? How yeah. were you in command then if she never gave over command? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at her in the courtroom, she gives a sly smile, you know. Yeah. Um anyway, uh, Timuna spent the year collaborating with numerous officers and soldiers to produce an unusually candid and factual account of the war. Perhaps against her own interests, Timuna did not shy away from portraying the brutally inherent uh, brutality inherent in many of her own actions, nor did she indulge in any moral arguments regarding which side of the conflict had been in the right. While this book horrified many of its contemporary readers and contributed to Tamuna's role as a villain in the later stories and folklore, it has remained the most prominent primary source on the Western uprising to this day. Fair. The one major inaccuracy it is known to contain is the representation that Tamuna ceded control of the army when ordered and Kuldra was responsible for the burning of Dagnar. Oh. 
It is unlikely that anyone ever truly believed that claim, but it was quite obvious that uh, to all that Viscar was determined to protect Tamuna, and she maintained that version of events for the rest of her life. Vascar refused the numerous calls for Tamuna's punishment that ranged from dismissal and imprisonment to death, stating always that she had broken no existing laws. That's right. There's nothing in the nothing in the rule books about this, everybody. Yeah, there's nothing in the rules that says she can't. <laughs> <laughs> and that he would not repay loyalty with betrayal. Vascar had been demonstrably willing to repay loyalty with betrayal on many occasions. But this statement blunted the charge of Tamuna's enemies and increased his own popularity with the army. It is likely that he saw the widespread contempt for her among the uh, genteel southern nobility as advantageous to himself, and as this would have undermined any ambitions she may have had to usurp his own position. Tamuna's popularity with the soldiers would have made anyone else a severe political threat to Vascar, but she seems to have positioned herself as the king's ideal pawn. The politi political consequences of the uprising and its outcome for the Dragatoan Empire will be among the subjects covered next. Three. Can't do war crimes without a Geneva Convention. That's right. Indeed. And to be fair, it's the Geneva Suggestion. I mean, come on. Yeah, we all know this. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so, uh, three. This is where I broke for a new episode, but I'm going to go ahead and put the next part in here to finish out this section of the lore. Fair enough. Um, at its outset, the Western Uprising was considered a grave threat to Dragatoan hegemony, uh, and the common opinion was that Vascar had misstepped in provoking it. Confidence in Vascar was damaged by this, especially in the, me the immediate aftermath of Cedrin's uh, catastrophic defeat. And the king was forced to grant a number of favors and concessions to various nobles to maintain stability. But as Tamuna began to get the military situation back in hand, Vascar was able to reassert his political, excuse me, goodness, political authority and prevent any rivals from displacing him. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, my, bumped my mic and it fell over. My goodness. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as the Western forces at last gave way before the Dragatoan army, Vascar destroyed the old nobility of the conquered kingdom's whole cloth, their rebellion having given him the pretext to do so. But rather, rather than replace each lord with a new one, Vascar took all their lands as a whole under his personal domain. Oh, you don't do that in Crusader Kings, dude. That's not a good idea. Mm. <laughs> as, as this effectively destroyed those kingdoms, their now former rulers were ejected from the Moon Palace and demoted to make their own way as commoners. Ooh. Slowly, the confiscated lands were to be uh, reapportioned to such individuals as rendered noteworthy service to Dragato. In other words, those who helped Vascar advance his agenda. Timuna, however, was granted a sizable portion of fertile ground in the Dragatoan homeland, where she could recruit and maintain a standing army ready to deploy against any further rebellions. Minor uprisings did occur, uh, continue to occur from time to time, for various reasons across the vast realm, now under Dragatoan authority, but never in such an outbreak as the Western Uprising. 
Tamuna was often found to be rather morose when marching against these rebels, commenting disdainfully on their mistakes in the field and postulating what Kiran would have done in their place. <laughs> Can never go back. <laughs> Uh, sometimes Tamuna's own officers found it necessary to rebuke her for placing Kiran on too high a pedestal. Tamuna's response to these uh, remonstrations was always to quietly move away from that topic, but she never really moved past that pattern of thinking. For Vascar's part, he continued undercutting the power of nobles and centralizing the authority of government on himself. Only Tamuna came through uh, relatively unscathed, at least gaining more than she lost. Whenever a noble would be moved by, uh, to rebellion by Vascar's reforms, Tamuna was awarded a large portion of their land uh, after destroying them, with Vascar confiscating the rest. She did lose the traditional rights in the governing of her lands, right along with the other nobles, but she had not been born to those rights, so they were not as dear to her. In particular, Vascar degraded the right of nobles to raise their own armies, requiring instead a contribution of manpower to the Dragatone state army under Tamuna's command. Oh. This again decreased Tamuna's personal authority over the soldiers, for she commanded them as field marshal under Vascar's sanction, and not as their lord, but she thought better than to oppose this. In 3047 Dawn Era, the Holy Queen uh, Yaren of Valsirian came to the end of her life. Official records state that her death was the result of her hedonistic lifestyle catching up to her. This is entirely plausible, although the alternative theory that Vascar caused her demise cannot be ruled out. Oh, the Chinese imperial model that this is influenced by is more bureaucratic than European Euro, European fe, feudalism. Blah. So ah. that that's why confiscating a bunch of land is something Vascar could do. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know that uh, model. So, but good to know. Um, Vascar certainly took advantage of the situation. As soon as uh, Yarn's death was announced, Dragatone troops took up occupation of every walled city and fortress in Valsirian under the pretext of keeping pace, uh, peace during the transfer of the crown. When this was done, Vask Vascar declared that Dragato had become the true protector of Vargondus, and the divine mandate had thus passed to him. This was effectively an annexation, which the Valsirian royal court ratified under force of arms. The other kings were again compelled to pledge fealty to Vescar, this time as Holy King Vescar of Dragato. Damn, he's doing good for himself. Shit. Mm. Some nobles balked at this and revolted with what forces they could muster. This uprising was significant enough to be called the Final Unification War, Talking about uh, taking about three years to quell. Hey, I hope Tamuna liked it. Uh, <laughs> though it was always regarded as a one-sided affair that came to a predictable conclusion. Well, Tamuna is said to have complained of this quite frequently in the years after, often <laughs> denouncing what she considered to be a, the pointless chaos created by these rebels whose ambitions did not match their abilities. <laughs> <laughs> Tamuna's my favorite. I know she's like a horrible war criminal, but like... <laughs> yeah, right? She's great. Um, 
the majority, however, saw by now which way the winds were blowing and accepted the changing times. When the last rebel was destroyed and government set back in order, Vescar at last declared the Unity Proclamation, abolishing the kingdoms and making himself emperor of the Dragatone Empire. This final move went almost completely unopposed, uh, with the few who did object merely resigning from government in protest. By historical convention, the year 3050, Dawn Era, ended uh, in its fourth month, whereupon begins year one of the Old Imperial Era. Vascar lived and reigned another 40 years before dying naturally at the age of 95. Ooh. Uh, to be succeeded by his eldest son, the Crown Prince Vandar Dragato. Timuna died 23 years after uh, that at the age of 130. Shit! Having served, for four, having served four generations of Dragatoan monarchs from Sygraf to Vandar. With the southern lands now utterly pacified by that time, it would be the northern steppes, uh, long Dragato's primary primary base of power that would turn into the greatest threat to its rule. How this threat was dealt with will be addressed soon. Wait. That's that. Good shit. Good shit. Absolutely. Um, had a great time. Getting all, like, ten, it seems, is quite a lot to swallow. Yeah. Um... But yeah, no, it, it's good. It's, it's dense. It's got yeah. a lot of good shit. It's very in there. honestly, it's very Tolkien in its density. Mm. Ooh, there you go. Hey. Where it's like you're laying out like hundreds of years of history, yes. individual battles, individual monarchs and people and their um like their lives, what they were known for and the yeah. people around them. It's it ugh. It's good stuff. It, yeah. It is it is a lot of work, and I hope it doesn't drive you too crazy. <laughs> but man, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so good job. I couldn't do yeah. it. <laughs> I wouldn't have the patience. <laughs> the patience. Yeah, I don't tend the... to do stuff like that with the like entire kingdoms and their all yeah. their people and all their wars. But yeah. it's good. No, it is worthwhile. You're welcome. Okay. We did it. Oh, boy. We're caught up. So, so is that it? That, <laughs> is, oh, that is all of those. Um, I will say uh, thank you to... Um, hey, we have a Patreon, and our flippers on it are the ones supporting us. Yes, yeah, so they um, give us money. They do. And if you, you would like to also... Too. Yeah, you could if you want to. Um, link in the description, as well as it is easy to find us on Patreon. Um, as well as you can go over to Kofi and do it there. Um, same exact uh, uh, things from uh, Patreon to Kofi. So uh, be a flipper on either, and you'll be a flipper for life. Yeah. That's right. You're forever a flipper. <laughs> That's not true. If you if you stop giving money, I guess. But you're still a flipper in our hearts. You're an honorary flipper yeah. with no benefits. That's right. Yeah, you there you go. Um, so... Big thank you to our tier fours, that being Draco Kraken, Mog Zero, Rick, aka Unit Rico, and Slazer, and Steely. All of you, big thanks. You've been supporting mm. the shit for years. It's 
literally years. Literally years. Oh my god. Literally years. It's crazy. Jesus it's weird. Christ. Um, and of course, a thank you to tier two in uh, that's Lux, aka Neon Armok. Appreciate you. You've also been supporting us for years. Appreciate that. Yep. And uh, final thank you to our tier one contributor who's also been report uh, uh supporting us for years reporting um reporting you've been reporting us no uh but uh thank you as well um big thank you to all of you um join if you want otherwise don't worry about it um yeah. <laughs> other than that go over to t public um soon once the spooky times come there will be a brand new little logo oh. thing. This is something oh, that I've shown uh, the boys a while back. Don't know if they yeah. remember it. Um, I remember you showing it to me. I don't remember what it looks like. That's right. Okay. Uh, so soon enough, we'll have the the spooky logo uh, available, and we'll put it up on T Public and everything. Um, as well as you can go over to our website, which I have updated to the current stuff. Um, for the first time in a while, uh, and you can go over and get our dice. Um, there are ninety nine of them left. Ninety nine sets. Go get them. They're right there. Yeah. Um, did, what was the? Th did we not give away anything for the bingo? Or we haven't given away dice yet. But I'm thinking that next time that we do bingo, dice will be one of the things we do give away. So ah. yes, we just did uh, we... uh, T Public stuff. Yeah. Um. Oh right, right, right. Yes. Um, other than that, of course, you can go over to Humble Bundle. We are partnered with them, as according to this little logo thing. Um, and the link in our description that you use will support us, as well as Tabletop Alliance, who is also linked in our description for their charity work. So you can find out more about them. Um, and uh, right now, um, uh, nothing's really changed since last week, I don't think. Oh, there's the Halo graphic novels from Dark Horse. Neat. Oh, neat. Um, and, you know, uh, still those, uh, dungeon- Ow. Fuck. Those still dungeon, dungeon crawl, crawl classics. classics, um, books, as well as, let's see, is there anything else in the books that I have of note? Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, the Trail of Cthulhu, um, uh, books from Pellegrin, uh, Press. Um, yeah, this, no, I, I actually me. bought that bundle. Um, F Trail, what is the difference between Trail of Cthulhu and Fate of Cthulhu? I thought they were the same thing for no, a second No, there. no, 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 no. Fate is, uh, the, the, the shit one. Yeah, Fate is the, the, you're going back in time and all that kind of Yeah, garbage. and you're not Trail shit. is the gumshoe system, if I, if I remember correctly, oh. with Cthulhu stuff. And I, yes. I have been wanting to look into it and really, like, see what that's about, so I bought yeah. it. Um, and Trail of, or, uh, gumshoe is all investigation. Yes, exactly. So, um, if I recall correctly, and I will open my copy up here, my PDF, um, it is based off that, but I will make sure that I'm not yeah. fibbing. Yes. Uh, yes, it is Call of Cthulhu to a different rule set in the gumshoe engine. Okay. So there you go. It is Very pure neat. investigation stuff. I, there's probably also some other stuff in there too, but I read yeah. a little bit about it, and it's um, you've got you know your a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, so. Very neat. Uh, I have all of those, and I would highly recommend it. It seems very cool. Um, yeah. And... If I wasn't already spending so much money on my campaign, I would. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, that I and the you. fact that I'm already basing it in the seventh edition. Rules. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're absolutely fair. Um, well, that's the best thing. I feel like even when you finally come out with that, it can still be put in whatever you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. So uh, do that. There's all these other bundles. Go check them out and all that. Um, see what you want, and anything you buy through that link will support us and Tabletop Alliance. Um, regardless of where you get it, either the store or the, uh, bundles or the choice, whatever it be, um, which the choice right now that I'm going to check, choice right now has Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, yeah. which is that one, yeah, well, it's part of the choice, so I'm gonna be getting it, I guess, and Deceive yeah. Ink are, is the other one that's, like, up there, uh, Forgotten City. Oh, Yeah! Forgotten City is one that I I super wanted, so I'm glad I'm going to be getting that. Yeah, Deceive Ink is going to be neat. Um, yeah. I've seen people play that, and it looks really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have it yet, but it's on my Steam wish list. So. Yeah. And then Aces and Adventures, I don't know this. Patch Quest, don't know this. Uh, Four Tales, don't know this. Card-based narrative journey. Ooh. Uh, who Pressed Mute on Uncle Marcus? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, Autonauts versus Pirate Bots. That sounds interesting. Oh. I know Autonauts. That's a different game. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's the choice right now. So, you'd be able to choose three of those, I think, if you do the choice bundle at this Ooh. point. If you're not a legacy member like me. Um, mm. So, yeah. Um, go go check those out. Um, yeah. Otherwise, that yeah, that's it. So, thank you everybody for hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's not, um, so laggy next time I dropped 4% of our frames. God. Dear uh, God. <laughs> to be fair, we weren't watching a video or anything, so it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but thank you again for all of the comments and everything. Um, yes. hopefully we'll keep up in the future, but if we don't, then, and it gets to this point again, we'll just do another one of these. Cause this is, you know, fun. Yeah. Um, so thanks. Yes. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yep, and maybe, hopefully, we can have a session this week. I yeah, like hopefully. Um, I'll be I'll be good for it. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> good, good night. Don't let the mattress bugs sting. Oh, thanks. Ah, uh, <laughs> <God damn. laughs> um, pretty good. Thanks for the show, guys. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah we'll see you. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Get out of here. Am I voting it? Uh... <laughs>